we are now recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and abe is uh, on assignment uh, out now is a film podcast where abe and i normally discuss the movies weekly however every now and then we like to have these special bonus episodes whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different but this is our july it's july july 2022 commentary track uh and this month we are talking air force one in honor of its 25th anniversary in a summer that's pretty hot with a lot of blockbuster movies. I was just looking at the list of things that were coming out in '97. Yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll go over. We'll talk about them. This, this, you know, this, this had some competition. It was going up against. But yes, we're talking Air Force One, the Wolfgang Peterson directed action film starring Harrison Ford. And joining me to discuss Air Force One this evening, we have from Wise of Blue and host of the Brandon Peters Show, Out Now's chief of staff. It's Brandon Peters. Hello. From the Milky Way Blues, Out Now's secretary of the Treasury. It's Yancey Burns. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. And host of both Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, and now, starting today, literally, <laughs> Con Air, the podcast, out now, Secretary of the Department of Agriculture, Mark Hoffmeyer. What's a better movie, Air Force One with Bill Pullman or Independence Day with Harrison Ford? I mean, by default, it's Harrison Ford. But if they made, he... like, if they made a, a, just a non-sci-fi sequel to Independence Day that just had James Whitmore in it, I'd be interested. All right, what's a better movie? Harrison Ford and Dave or Kevin Klein in Air Force One? Ooh, that's tough. Well, like for on the one hand, you're giving me two Harrison Fords. That's not a bad thing to have mm. in your movie. But on the other hand, Kevin Klein in action sequences. <laughs> I, I, I bet he could pull it off if he had to. Well, this is going to be fun because I have a number of people that were also in line to play this role of Harrison Ford did not take it. So we can talk about the various versions that could have been um, with Air Force One. But for right now, as we let's let's set up this thing. <laughs> we're, what we're going to do is a commentary for Air Force One. So that means that we have the movie currently paused at 10 seconds in. And I'm going to count down from three. And on the sound of go, we're all going to press play and start watching this movie and talk it over it on mute, of course. Um, so if you plan to watch the movie and listen to this commentary track, just sync it up like I just note noted press play when the time is then and so uh, you're good to go you get to listen to the movie and watch it at the same time if you're just while listening to listen you're good to go already you just buckle your safety belts and you know sit back relax and enjoy the uh commentary so i think we're all good to go here uh you guys ready mm-hmm. yancy's ready all right three two one go so aaron you mentioned about the the summer of movies and stuff but like i was looking over I was like we've been mining from this summer for commentaries we have we've recently. got a lot of 1997 and like randomly because like batman wasn't because like oh there's an anniversary coming it was because there was a batman movie yeah it, it happened to fit with it because we originally we were going to do it batman and robin was in the making for a while we were going to do it i think for a previous batman movie because there's tends to be a lot of those um, as well as I think in line for the 20th anniversary of Batman and Robin. We right. missed that. <laughs> so here we are with, in April, or what was it, March, with the uh, Batman and Robin commentary. And it wasn't because, oh, I don't feel like doing that. We really wanted to do that one, but just yeah, it just time just, had to be right. Yeah, it, it's the time had to be right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Another, did we have this last month? Uh, like, Yeah, we did with E.T. We had a credit sequence before we actually got to the movie. We had like actual Just colored titles. text on yeah. black, yeah. Yeah, another colored black text, too. It was, well, it was purple last month, right, with mm -hmm. E.T. Yep. And now, now we oh, got some blue. A little uh, darker shade of blue, but yes, yeah, lighter shade of blue. Mm -hmm. uh, Harrison, for, Harrison Ford, a part of both movies. Yeah. Yep, it's an homage, well-known, well-documented homage to E.T. 
<laughs> so Peterson was saying the whole time, give me more, give me more extraterrestrial. Uh, a lot of um, there's like four Oscar nominees in, in this cast alone. If not, well, like it's, Dean, just a, it's a loaded cast. I know. Well, it's a loaded cast of character actors, but even like the Rick Clay, because you have Harrison Ford, Dean Stockwell, Macy, and, and friend Old, of the show, Xander of Berkeley. Xander Berkeley, yeah. yep. And William Sandell, the production designer, did Deep Blue Sea. There you see. There just, you go. Just gotta throw Andy. that out there. And Total oh. Recall. Bill Smitrovich was mentioned. He's what the landlord in uh, Spider Man's. Um, Philip Philip oh, yeah. Baker Hall just passed. yeah. Late. Glenn Morshower. <laughs> Glenn Morshower. Uh, uh, Twenty four is Glenn Morshower. Yeah. And of I course, really... Glenn Close. It's a tale of Glens. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Selena Meyer was the VP in this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> that just her in a boardroom hanging out, As swearing at people. Hoping, that'd a, that's a fun well, edit like why does that exist more edits yeah. of like movies where the vp is called in where you have like have to cut the scenes and it's just clips from veep <laughs> i hope like i hope ford dies like i could be president <laughs> <laughs> so if you the, leave him in the plane long enough it'll just crash it'll just work itself escape out pod he's not in the escape pod what do you mean work itself out it will work itself out <laughs> <laughs> They it, you know, it took a, it oh, took sorry. a pause for a second as it, I think it was going to cut to the like actual. I guess we are getting footage now. There's my boy. Yeah, yeah. The background. There he is. And the font's blue. Yeah. The yeah. deepest bluest. Hey, the guy who shot what name, about Bob? Name is like a. <laughs> I'm glad you know the DP of what about Bob, my fans. <laughs> I watched that movie a lot as a child. Does Frank Oz keep working with him? Is he the is he the DP on the score also? <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee the DP on the score is Polish. Some kind of Polish name. That you, that One of my favorite DP trivias is uh, Brando. Like, uh, Hamish just, or whatever. Just... Spielberg's guy shot cool as ice. Um, yeah. Oh, he oh did? yeah. John, yeah, yeah. John, Janusz. Yeah. Janusz, yes. He shot cool as ice. And I was like, I wonder if on the set they were like, what would Spielberg have done here? He has like, a you couple. Know, yeah. Well, we were doing. Uh, <laughs> he has a couple like random ones. Uh, Inspector Gadget, right? The guy directed cool as ice. I believe that's true. I yeah. Think so, yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick. That's a double feature. But they might be like Cundy, who just doesn't mm -hmm. say no. That was what he came up <laughs> in, like say, like learning not to say no. Well, before he like he, Spielberg made him his guy, like he did like Little Giants. That's the other random one mm -hmm. I know that he yep. did. Right. That was uh, an after Schindler's List. So that's clearly like you know what I'm in the game now. I've got to do the big movies. Is that a talk show that comes on yeah. after yeah. airs on TV after Schindler's List? I like what Judd was like. He had one right again, I believe, for mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, in like the two things, it was at, the, at some point where, um, where he was not like he had fame, but like they were using like it was like what Seth Rogen and Frank were using at the Oscars as like like a fun bit, and they're like making fun of Anthony Dodd Mantle. Mm -hmm. Anyway, because it's like because he because he because he shot because he shot funny people. That's why. That's why mm. they were, like he knew oh, yeah. at that point. Gotcha. Before well, we get to more of this action, Air Force these, One. These guys watched Executive Decision a year oh, yeah. prior and were like, "We're gonna one up this." Oh, this is <laughs> this is very put the president on that plane. Th this is a very <laughs> '90s thing in general, as far as like you start something off of like some kind of op that either goes right or wrong, but it has like night vision because night vision's cool in the '90s and people parachuting because that's always. Well, you cool. can see things in the dark, Aaron. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It's, you know, I, with my normal eyes, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, is, try yeah, this, this is almost unidentifiable. As it, it could be any number of nineties, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, very, yeah, much, yeah, very much good. You can. Well, say, it's got Jurgen Perch now, so that doesn't even help. Like, <laughs> no, Jurgen Perch now not playing German. <laughs> I think. 
Jurgen Klopp like, now returning from Das Boot. Das Boot, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they threw him in like any kind of action movies as like foreign adversary or you yep. know like any random yep. thing. That's, that was his I mean, you jump say, to Hollywood. You could say the same about Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very hard rumors. to be like a European leading man and not become an American bad guy. It happens to almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. But basically, right now with the action movie, you just wait till the, till you see the the lead actor and go, "Oh, it's one of his." Okay. <laughs> Three weeks later, I was confusing this with the the ransom movie. He's like, "Give me back my child!" Like I I could have sworn that Harrison Ford yelled that on the plane. Then I was like, "Why would he yell that?" <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. But, but, but this, he's like, he's like, this, isn't he like, get off my plane? This isn't. Yep. Yeah, of course. That's a. Yep. That's and, I want you know I watched the trailer. That's not a trailer line as I thought it might have been, but that also would be a weird giveaway. So I guess you wouldn't use it yep. as a trailer line. Um, but and Mel Gibson never said to Gary Sinise, "Get off my child." Yeah. <laughs> There's a shot you wouldn't really see in a modern movie. That many extras lined up at the tables. That line would be computer generated or just avoided. It's yeah, good uh, extra work. Yeah. At this point, it's production value. You know. Yeah. I like the the extra level of realism where it's like, yeah, we'll put you'll have translators on the phone, so it makes sense. It's like how we'll it should have be. Actually, lit candles. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He's not phoning in his head nods here either. He's really going for it, Harrison Ford. Oh, he's sure. about to phone in that performance. Oh, he's 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 presidenting it up already. You could already yeah. tell. Look at yeah. this guy. He's like this guy's president. He looked sixteen years old. I was shocked when I watched this. The man, <laughs> compare. He just turned eighty, by the way, Harrison. Yeah, Ford. yeah. Happy birthday, Harrison yeah. Ford. He looks yeah. like a. He looks. Tw- he's fifty-five here or 54, 56, something like. We that. met he him old like already. Yeah, <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, because he Not was what- gray hair in that head. He's already in his thirties when you know Star Wars. Star Wars, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, he was yeah. the old he was the old one behind. Yeah. He was a carpenter first, and in fact, there are still houses wow. you can buy in L.A. that are worth yeah. more because he built, uh, you know, a, a cabinet or something, which yeah. I love. A, a but, famous uh, carpenter built. Oh, who? Uh, Harrison, famous for carpentry? No, mm. acting. But he touched. Apparently, his no. Apparently, he's also <laughs> he touched, famous. He for stained the stuff this he wall. Built was really great. Apparently, oh. he built really great cabinet. He walls. gave up a good job for some silly acting jigs. <laughs> He put his his Harrison Ford stamp on every uh, every drawer that he he made though, so you really know it's his. It's authenticated, like comic books. If you reached up under behind the cabinet, he'd leave a couple joints up there for for Let's. Yeah, uh, I, the, I want to be the candle guy on this set. <laughs> it's a, a lot of candles. It's an elaborate set for one of the few non-plane <laughs> locations that are in this movie. It is. It's very Hogwarts. Look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is very Hogwarts. I tried to do the Harry Potter theme, and I didn't. Do you remember Air through. Force One? That, but with the kids. <laughs> and then we have thing. The candles float instead. Yeah. Uh, Ford, he could have been one of the teachers, like a like a like a like a uh, exchange teacher, and come in one of those American. <laughs> black so arts teachers. Yeah, one of those switchovers that they have the American yep. import. Oh, he uh, could have been Kenneth Branagh. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see him playing like incompetent. I don't. Yeah, he would look like a competent team. Like, give him like a Mad Eye Moody. That'd be. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and he's committed to the role for like. Six he did years. that. Uh, Indiana jo- Young Indiana Jones Chronicles <laughs> Episode One. That was his, <laughs> was his Mad Eye. <laughs> Let's uh, before we get in everybody. Before we get further into this, and before we see more scowling looks from Paul Gilfoyle, uh, can we um, talk about when we first saw when we all first saw this movie? Uh-huh. Mark, I want to start with you. When did you first see Air Force One? Oh, I went. I, I was in the theaters. This was an amazing summer for movies. So yeah, I remember. I remember we going in. You had to watch all the Harrison Ford, Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games. I know he did all the other movies that people like, but uh, you know, like I say, I was in the theaters. Gary Oldman, the dude from Professional, was in this. So yeah, I was probably the first weekend that I went and watched this. So yeah, this, oh man, what a good and you know they release this in such a great sweet spot too because end of July 
and it just sort of cleaned up for about four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Similar, similar, to, too much. Yeah, similar to when they when he did Fugitive in the beginning of August, and it just kind of stayed there. It oh, helps boy. that it was good, um, and this one certainly liked. Not as like strong, you know, it wasn't a big picture nominee like the Fugitive was, but certainly a liked movie. Uh, you know, people were enjoying it. Um, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was, I had to go. So yeah, I was in there that weekend watching that for sure. Is that the uh, bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop Three? Mm-hmm. Yep. See a bad guy in this <laughs> movie? Of course he is, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yep. He Have does. You ever felt the life sucked out of a movie more than Beverly Hills Cop Three? Like, whenever <sighs> I watch it, I just feel like it's a vacuum. It's yeah. It's not. It, it, I, that is such a wild. Yeah, from yes. the director of Animal House. You I, know? I, I am fascinated by that. Blues whole, Brothers. I, I, I'm fascinated by extras. why by why Landis and Murphy would work together again. Like that's like I want to see like the the retrospective where they get together and just have a one on one interview with each other. It's like, what were we doing? Like, we didn't like each other on Coming to America, and that was a good movie. At <laughs> <laughs> that why, point, those why, two why, movies were were still among Eddie's most well liked, so it made sense for them to get together again. You know, yeah, but they like sure they hated each apologize. other. Like they weren't they weren't like friends to each other at all so it's like i don't know why i remember him saying maybe, i did my maybe. best work with john landis i remember him saying that i did my best work with john landis it was I, a smart decision but was it a case of eddie knew the guy could get the film in in time and do all i mean it might have been a bite the bullet and i, I know guess this guy like will maybe do it. yeah maybe like somebody dropped out or why are we talking about beverly hills cop 3 uh <laughs> we'll save that for our beverly hills cop this, this will happen guys i'm sorry when all right it's all right yeah see, let's shoot back to you what did you first see this movie you know, it's a rare case if I don't recall the actual experience. I absolutely guarantee I saw it on the first weekend because I, at this point I was still, and will always be, just an absolute degenerate Harrison Ford fan. I love him. Uh, he's my movie star. I just adore the guy. Um, this was already into the period where I was kind of getting disillusioned. I, for me, the classic Harrison Ford period ends with The Fugitive. I was not as into the John Clancy ones, but I certainly saw this either the Friday or Saturday that it came out. All right. Brandon, how about you? Yeah, uh, I I was there opening weekend. It was a whole lot of, I mean, Harrison Ford was in a movie. You went. Yeah. Uh, this was also, you know, in that time of pure action. I think we retro, retroactively call it pure action now. But, you know, he, he was doing one of those, um, you know, where you go. As in see, minus any fantasy elements? Is that what pure action is? Well, I, it's, it's your typically muscle. It was it a, a term for the Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Seagal, those type of movies. Harrison Ford rated Yeah. Just hard action, yeah. Hard action, but now the pure action or whatever, because I guess no fantasy elements, like you said. Uh, but, yeah, opening weekend for this one. I probably was one of those where I saw it with my friends and then, tried to leech onto like my parents or a relative going to see it and saw it again because I'm pretty sure I saw it twice, but uh, dug it quite a bit. Um, it's one of the uh, three of the, the hard action uh, plane movies we got with Pastor 57, Air Force One, and um, Executive Decision. Um, but yeah. Cool travel stuff. travel was terrible in 97. <laughs> I know uh, Aaron's probably heard this, but like Breakdown, Speed 2, Event Horizon, Con Air, <laughs> Titanic, Starship Troopers, Air Force One, Anaconda, Lost Highway, The Edge, Leprechaun 4, Crash, Fifth Element, Lost World, Nothing to Lose, U-Turn, Alien Resurrection, Rocket Man, Gone Fishing, A Lifeless Ordinary, Excess Baggage, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, and Robinson Crusoe. Like getting on a thing and traveling somewhere it was terrible Gone in fishing. 97. Like, like, like boats. Uh, I, I, Cars, only, I only call it JJ Abrams gone fishing. That's what I referred to it. Um, <laughs> he wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah. 
or at least co-wrote it but yes he, he was he's a writer on that he has how's a lot it, of, how's it end they, they catch some fish <laughs> also known as lethal weapon 3.5 or yeah, whatever they, it is they can't they catch eight fishes and they cut off the heads and put them into some kind of non-disclosed bag do they find mel gibson at like a cliff and then they hold it like <laughs> he turns around and they like hold a hand of fish to him <laughs> and then it Are ends we talking about eight heads in a duffel bag or uh <laughs> <laughs> at 15 i was like the most undemanding movie watcher ever but i remember yeah. watching gone fishing and going this is not this isn't for me it's something's not, wrong here it wasn't the precursor to <laughs> secondhand <laughs> lions that we all wanted <laughs> no i needed more Haley joel osmond and uh yeah no but further proof to how old daddy glover has always been we're like he's too old for this shit and lethal weapon he makes gone fishing with joe pesci who's apparently just gotten old and now he's still around being old, Danny <laughs> Glover is a turtle, and that's why they gave him an honorary Oscar this last year. We did we already give you one, old man? No, no, you should have gave me one, an actual Oscar for "It's a Sleep of Anger," but whatever. No, we didn't, you sick asshole. <laughs> color purple, even he's or, or color purple, yeah. Playing against time. There we go. Has he been nominated? I don't think he has. Right. I don't think Color so. Purple will probably be the one, and I don't think that has anything behind Oprah. And... Anyway, I first saw this All movie right. in theaters. This was, like you guys have known, just a, a big summer movie, like summer. Like there was a lot of like options. A summer uh, movie, summer. A summer movie, summer. Well, I mean, yeah, like it, it was. It was not just like, hey, there's movies coming out in the summer, but there was a lot of like big, mm-hmm. significant hits in in the summer. And I saw a lot of movies like twice in theaters. It'd be a lot of like seeing like. What is it like? I saw Batman and Robin and my best friend's wedding, and see, and then like saw Batman and Robin like the next weekend because why not at that age and see that again with whatever else. This came out the same weekend as Good Good Burger. I have to assume I probably saw this and Good Burger in the same you know six hour period. You want a good shake? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I and I've always I've always enjoyed Air Force One. It's not like a a favorite Harrison Ford movie necessarily, but it's certainly one that like. It, it's one of the better Harrison Ford has lost his family needs to get them back movies, which seems to have a number of entries at this point. Um, and there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of like bits that always like I remember randomly to me, not just like the key ones, but like little choices that Peterson makes that remind you of things like a movie like Die Hard that have those kind of little quirky bits that make the movie like memorable beyond just the basic premise and the fact yeah. that the lead character is cool or whatever you want to say. So you're saying, so I, yeah, sorry. no, go, go. no, go I was going to, I was just going to ask you, you say Harrison Ford, this is coming like what the blooms off the rose a bit for him at this point for you. I, I mean, the bloom, it, it, it's just towards the end. This is really looking at it today or looking, at, I saw this probably six months ago for the first time since the nineties. And I liked it a lot more than I liked it back then. Cause I think I was being strict because I wanted Indiana Jones and the last crusade every time or the fugitive from Harrison Ford but looking at it now this is the this is the uh, like I can't think of a more overt I uh, 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 overt example of a star vehicle which is not the kind of thing we have today where people already could imagine the fall before it came out that they wanted to see Harrison Ford as the president you know I, I think this was originally re- written for your buddy uh, Kevin Costner you're right he passed on it he passed um, he was busy making the postman which was changing the world so he couldn't not do the postman yes. <laughs> 
here's my i have this like i have this slight I, you know i thought about this movie today and what am i going to talk about with the uh, you know it's not it's not a particular favorite of mine but it certainly gets the job done and i realized thinking about it that the 90s seemed to be a time more than any other decade where there are movies where we have fictional presidents who are lead characters in the movie yeah uh, i can't think of another decade that has as many but i was going through a list and michael douglas as the American president, there's Bullman, Bullman of course. In Stay, there's Nicholson well, and Mars Attacks. It's Kevin Klein. It's Bill, it's Bill Clinton because he yeah, was David actually, uh, didn't look like an old decrepit man going from exactly. George Bush Sr. Right. and Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter right. and all that. You actually had a, 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 you know, for a president, attractive looking man that looked, didn't you know, yeah. kind of youthful. Right. Right. He was the youngest the at the time, I believe. Yeah. yeah, the president in movies, it always reflects the president we have, right? It's always yes. basically a version of the president we have. But, you know, we had, uh, the, uh, uh, I was thinking about, you know, so, the president, so many movies that have the president as a main character. And I really can't think of too many movies before the 90s that have that. What led to that? Is it Nixon and the sort of fallout from that, making a president more human? Is the, well, did, it, the did the position of president lose its prestige? And we now could sort of write about president flawed presidents because you have the american president which is almost a fairy tale about a clinton-esque figure who is young and vital as opposed to old and creaky like george bush and then you have like clint eastwood's absolute power which has a president i was gonna bring that up yeah, kills kills clint eastwood as a thief who has seized the president and it's a pretty good scene actually sees gene hackman kill someone and, and and he knows that it's the president that's killing someone he's a completely evil paranoid version of bill clinton and then you have the 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 general thing about all these presidents though is i don't think you almost ever identify what party they're in it's almost always they're not identified as a party and they're they, almost they don't specifically point it out yeah and it's always an amalgam of kind of what both parties want which is a decisive figure who is also human and and sort of uh, uh, at this point we didn't have the raging hatred of boomers that we do now so we wanted the sort of someone who who was there for the 60s and, and you know so clinton seemed like that as opposed to guys like bush who seemed like they were just living in mansions but also so it, it, it contributes to why those movies home. it contributes to why those movies are hits also because they appeal to every side they appeal to a four quadrant they appeal to every side but what are they like this movie would hardly be something you would call a political movie no because they're not it does, pre- it does present like American president, like a lot of movies, it presents an American president who is a heroic figure, a heroic or lovable figure, which Mm -hmm. does that mean that in the 90s, we still had some level of respect for the office that we don't anymore? We very much much did. I mean, that we said we've talked about this before in other commentaries too. Scott's brought this up as far as the Kind of Ender Berkeley. I would do it if I wasn't here. So, yeah, well, there's Ender Berkeley, by the way, walking all evil. how many Xander Berkeley movies have we done? We had T2. We'll think about that. Candyman, um, Candy of course. Um, yeah, it, it's the kind of thing where it obviously reflects a time. It also reflects a mood of the nation, right? In ni- the 90s, there's not like, there isn't as much kind of like drama in the way that there is and that it intensifies in the years later with W and, you know, and, and onward. And yeah, before that, you do have, I mean, obviously you have the, the whole 70s or whatnot, and then you have, varying things going on in the 80s that really emphasize the reagan era which we've talked about plenty on this show as well the 90s you have a yeah you have a president where like minus the scandal aspects you have someone that has all the qualities you describe but also america is a place where at that point parties aren't so harshly divided 
and there's a lot of prosperity. Right. I mean, there's a lot of like optimism going on in the well, time because well, of well there's people. a I've, I've read where people are like were we at the end of history just sitting waiting for time to run out pre 9-11 <laughs> like because it was just yeah well you, boring, i mean you, you know like you, you look at that and you you look at the way certain groups were treated and whatnot and, it, and if there was <laughs> there just seemed to be less animosity going around as far as who to target it was a more like even if you can find issues which you surely can in any number of these movies as far as who plays the bad guy or what have you but it's still becoming more of like a a, a forgivable trope as opposed to a target based off of you know what you're identifying with at that time and this you know this specifically being one of the last there's more since, but like one of the last big, like diehard knockoff mainstream studio movies. I mean, it, 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 there is something that's like, that's, you know, refreshing watching now, but like you can be nostalgic for something like this, where it does have this such a kind of clear cut way of presenting something that doesn't have many ulterior motives when it comes to like what it's trying to represent. Mm-hmm. It's classic. It's a- absolute play. I was talking to Brandon about this on on a different. So we were talking about the band journey on our our, our shared you know Facebook chat, and I was saying it's funny in the eighties everybody kind of critical critically critics were not kind to Journey. Journey was thought of as a sort of second run joke band. You listen to them now, they sound amazing compared to a, most modern acts, and. I'm not hiding the fact that I'm someone who's kind of depressed by a lot of what's going on in modern culture. So this movie, at the time, it played like, yeah, it's another 90s thriller. Yeah, it's got a lot of guns. Yeah, it's pure action, which was probably not my thing. But now all I see when I watch this is the classicism. You know, it's so well and clearly made and it's so basically entertaining, you know, that even movies that seem to me a little bit generic at the time have much more value now because of how farther south the, the, the sort of average Hollywood movie is, has gone, in my opinion. I don't mean to be the doomsayer, but. Well, and it's also, I mean, shareholder stuff was different too back then with big summer. Like this one probably, you know, had a goal, had all this, but if Air Force One got delayed, was it going to be the end of the world, even though it was probably a big A title for that summer? Right. Was it, was it you know, if it had been like, ah, oh, we need a couple more months and nobody would have cared. No would have been like, oh, What's wrong with it? Yeah. It's been like, ah, oh, we got to push it. You know, it's not done. Uh, but you know, with stuff like with shareholders and stuff with nowadays, with like your Marvel and things like that, that's the end of the world. We got to get it out for those shareholders. We probably, you know, it's it's gonna make billions or it's gonna make a bunch. But you well, know, the, it, I mean, the attempts at this don't do anything unless it has some some really good hook, which obviously yes, right. it's like a Marvel thing or you know what have you that is something. But like. I mean, Roland Emmerich made White House down in 2013, which yeah. is excellent, and nobody <laughs> yeah, wanted yeah. to see it. I mean, right. But, it, but it's doing this formula to the T. It's doing it rather well. It's probably the last great Emmerich movie. <laughs> I mean, like it's. I mean, you, yeah, you got these movies a lot more. So going back to them, it's not like they're Did coming Moore out all just the time. Die? But looks like more shower just. Yeah, died. I think he. Yeah, he yeah, think he bit we it. Get, we don't get a lot of Glenn Moore shower in this. I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah, you had a. Oh, it's uh, Andrew Divoff. Yeah. 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 You get you get all the people that can play generic Eastern European slash Russian villains. There we go. Movie. He was he was currently Wishmaster during this too. Yeah, I believe. Good yeah. for him. You got a lot yeah. of people like you know Macy's the Oscar nominee coming into this movie being like, yeah, I'll play the seventh lead. Make <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, this is perfect. This is typical William H Macy '90s role. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Is, he fits. Like, this is this also is to to the fact with the president. 
Also, the military leadership in this is very kind of neutral on it, too. You'll get your guy who's extreme and your guy who's not. And like, you know, it's very it's it's not one way or the other. It's it's plays more personalities than it does, like picking some sort of political side, which helps out like a movie like this. Make it easy to watch Um, the new Top Gun's going to age very well because of how it. It's t- it has a cares, cares about the mission. It, yeah, it, it doesn't sit and make some sort of statement. It's like, no, it's about the mission and these people. So there's that. So I think that's going to age well. And that's why so many people, anybody who goes to the movies is is, is liking it because they can see whatever they want to see in it. Yeah, it's easy to, I mean, even the characters themselves are not blank slates, but they're certainly not deeply defined. So you can right. you know, register a lot within that. Let's talk about the effects for a second here because we're starting to get some. Um, the escape pod, which does not exist on Air Force One, <laughs> um, <laughs> looks, uh, yeah, looks. I mean, that we know of. Maybe they're just lying about that to conceal the fact that they do have an escape pod. Um, th- that, the escape pod looks pretty decent. There's mm-hmm. a number of effects that look good in this movie. There's a lot of blue screen that doesn't look great in this movie, <laughs> which is the nature of this thing. Although I haven't watched this 4K. Maybe it looks better than I, I haven't seen this in theater since 97. But yeah. I've seen it since, and it's not looked always the best. And I'm not saying it's you know it's a huge. It could issue. be one of those things that pops up more when you go on home video than it did sitting in a giant. For sure, watching well, on a giant screen that well, happens. Or we'll revisit this when we get to the scene where all the passengers start using parachutes to get out of the plane. There's a lot of like them against blue screen backgrounds, and I'm curious how that looks. This is fairly early in the history of uh, five years after Jurassic Park. This movie could have been made in the '70s with models. Yeah, it would have been made with models. I imagine there still are models in some. Yeah, sense. I bet it's yeah. yeah. Oh, there's also when the plane crashes at the end. That's going to be a, a fun effect scene. Um, some C4. Sorry. <laughs> that seems like a lot to use on that little door. <laughs> but <laughs> When you were talking about the escape pod, all I could think about was Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's one just... of a few. It's only one of a few movies that have a president escape pod. It's this New York. I just had this up. What was this? There's like there's a couple. Yeah, there's one so more. Yeah, that's movie. a president on film, Donald Pleasance in yeah, uh, yeah. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. That's great wig. And then was it this? Well, the early was... '80s, he had like the more like old, like E.G. Marshall and Superman two, the kind of old but brave guy, which is sort of more like Reagan. But yeah, Donald Pleasance, of course. Well, and then like the previous year, uh, he had uh, well, Uncle Ben, uh, Cliff Robinson as uh, president in Escape from LA. Yeah, so there's. Yeah. That's right. A very evil, evil, yeah, good president. That's right. I yeah. forgot about Cliff Robinson. Yeah, he's great in that. Well, that's is, that, that that I could easily carve to be like, I don't care who the president is. I'm going to make my version of what I see America. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's just yep. scared old Reagan dude, basically. Oh, there's Bill. Bill Spitzervich is the pilot. That's right. He's uh, Peter Parker's um, uh, landlord. Oh, that guy. Slash, slash. There's some great anguished acting right here. Mm-hmm. This is really nice. This whole sequence, which we're talking over, is pretty great. This, this, yeah. where they're hijacking the plane because it takes some twists that you don't expect. Like they land the plane, then they have to raise the plane again. Like that's some, that's some good stuff that you don't necessarily expect the first time you watch it would be like this. Like, oh, they I'm got shouting in Russian. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a plane do that before, just cruising around the the runway. There's a Can't... Casino Royale. Yeah, that's true. Is it zipping around? Oh no, it's not. Zip- it, it, it's because it's like an experiment, yeah. or it's like a new plane that they're trying. Yeah, to or something like that. Yeah. Well, they're not even at the plane, right? They're at they're at the they're on the truck the whole time trying to get. Oh no, they're, they're trying, trying to blow, get... they're trying to blow up the new plane. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, but it's just trucking around the wrong way. Man, look how many vehicles they had just for that shot. Passenger fifty seven, they land the plane. You're right. 
They do. They lay, they take yeah, a break yeah, and, they, they, and they go to a, a they fair. Go to theme park, yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. That, that's where they're like, you know what? The script is only 60 pages. I think we need to fill this out a little bit more. <laughs> I love Passenger 57. So. It's fun. It's a fun movie. So good. Is that the, that's the, the apex prior of Die Hard on a Plane. Oh, man. Yes, that's the previous mm-hmm. Die Hard on a Plane. All, In the all, 90s? Always, always bet, on bet on black. Yep. Always bet on black. Yeah. That should be a shout factor release right away. Like, why that's not happening. What a fun movie, as I recall. We, and we needed it. that one. That character of his needed to go on to another. But Passenger 58. Yes. He's on a cruise ship. <laughs> <Not> a cruise <laughs> ship. <laughs> oh, no. Well, as long as there's jet ski. Wesley Snipes on jet ski, I would watch. Oh, How is that not it. happen? That seems like oh, an easy thing the late Dean Stockwell is in the thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stockwell, yeah. Academy Award nominee Dean Stockwell. Always makes any movies in a little bit better. Oh, Stockwell. yeah. I, I would argue character. most of the character actors on this cast usually make movies better. Yeah. It's a he's soft great. cast, and I, I get it, right? William Peterson, he's, yeah. he's got... Well, sorry, William. Wolfgate, William Peterson, you know, from, you guess, yes. <laughs> from To Live and Die in L.A. He made a movie. Uh, like, Stockwell's Peterson. great. Like He's like top-notch, like, presidential advisory because I type guy, because uh, we did this uh, summer 82 at 40. We did a Sean Connery movie called Wrong is Right. He played a presidential kind of guy like that. I'm like, he's just nailed. Like, he's perfect for those. Like, yeah. you call him up first. and I'm so jealous that you saw that. I've never seen that. I've wanted to see it for 40 years and I've never had the it's interesting. It's very I don't I don't know if it's great, but it's it's ahead of its it's well, it's sadly timeless in many aspects, but it's it's I don't know if it's good, but it's very fascinating and interest it's an interesting watch. Like how many comedies did well rough topic? You get too many too many Sean Connery. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not a lot. I mean had an early Jennifer Jason Lee in like a short Oh. short spot because generally he like teams up with somebody and it's like an adventure film that happens to have comedy like him and michael kane and um what's it's um uh what's it um which one michael no, kane. Kind of the man who would be king man right? who would be king yeah, yeah okay yeah. like it's usually like adventure movies that happen to have like him trading with committing somebody. twist yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. Is one yeah. thing but yeah no i'm saying i'm, I'm saying yeah he doesn't have too many because it's it's more leans on that than like just out and yeah. out like i'm being funny like you're the man now, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I, yeah, those classics: like Finding Forrester, Medicine Man. Uh, <laughs> you know. Wolfgang Peterson's interesting, right? Because he's he starts with huge acclaim with Das Boot, which was mm-hmm. out of the gate. It's a breakout like, movie. He's already Master like made a few movies, but yeah, yeah. Like, he got a breakout. Is that his first? No, he's not, he, no, he did like, Never Ending Story. I love that, that, that's the that, second after, picture, that's which is Boot. another terrific. Is it after Boot? It's after Das Boot. Yeah. But he has a number of like German films before, like him, like same way like Verhoeven. It's like these European imports that like right. that have a number of things beforehand. Then they make it, you know, they have some breakout success and come right. over. Das Boot. Love the Never Ending Story. Eighty five. Never Ending Story is eighty four. Das Boot's eighty. What? Maybe it comes to America. Oh, it's it's the, oh no, no. I'm sorry. It's the 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 miniseries version. Yeah, I was gonna say it's an I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, yep, yep. One. Then, yeah, then they, he pretty much quickly comes to America and sort of becomes a less distinctive sort of studio go to. You know, like what did he do before this? Obviously, is um there's in the line of fire which well, is another sort of yeah. Sorry, before, Hare, before, before, before this is outbreak Flint. outbreak is before this then oh, outbreak which is that. also similarly efficient even if it's silly it gets yeah, the job like, done yeah that's what you generally what do, you do in the 80s though he did uh he has never ending story enemy mind enemy mind enemy mm-hmm. mind yeah that's the other like not a bad movie kind of an interesting picture what's the and, name of the horse that sinks in the mud um artax oh gosh artax. Artax. i still like 
I feel like that would have like, a little something like, special extra for young Yancey. It had that gloomy existential crisis that I just loved. A lot of people 10, have where that. I was. I, I feel like I I'm like it. one or two years removed from that because I didn't like grow up watching it the, the way that I know oh. you know a lot of number of people have. So I don't that movie gets you that man. Oh, I feel like if I watched it when I was younger, it would have. But like I, I've only I only saw it's it when not... I was like I think in college for like the first time in full. Just, no. I don't care about Archie. It's that rock giant. The rock giant. It's got some really cool visuals for sure. Used to be such great hands. It is weird that but Peterson, a... Peter doesn't. He doesn't really go back to fantasy after the eighties. Like he just no. does kind of straight political line. action thriller things. And he was going to do yeah. Superman versus Batman for a while, right? which was like really. I remember when that was. I remember like actually when that was in the news. I was like, I I want like this because he's he's a good scale guy. That's what I always yeah. like about Peterson. He seems like a guy that gets like how to make things big. I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of Troy, big. But it, but it does, but it does, feel, but it does feel like it has a sense of like bigness to it. I wish it felt like the war lasted ten years, but whatever. But I mean, the, the Banya. Well, and it's Poseidon Adventure. That's scale. That's pretty. It, does it, some good it, stuff there. It, yeah, it has. You know, that, I, that movie I, has more moments than it doesn't. It's not good, but it does have like stuff in there where it's like. Richard Richard Peterson knocked back onto the boat by the wave while he's trying to kill himself. <laughs> Um, I mean, he kicks out. He k- kills Kurt Russell and Poseidon. That always yeah. that scarred me. It's I a guess good, there's a, a good Peterson is the undisputed master of thrillers that take place in a cylindrical object. That we, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. Cla- claustrophobic thrillers is the in the line of fire. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying exactly. he, these are movies that take place in a tube in motion, and he, he he's the action. And who else has made more movies that take place in a, in a tube it's a data <laughs> article right there i love it all the solder yeah, troy um, had the trojan trojan horse right the exactly. trojan horse yeah it should have been told from sean bean's perspective inside the horse for like the second half of that movie um you know and the perfect storm had a big scale too i was working oh, at, a theater a huge at the time that was when yeah. that came out that was also yeah. Wolfgang yeah, yeah when that yeah. came out i was i was working in a theater and i just remember feeling awed by the waves like that you're right this guy does capture mm-hmm. a legit like uh, that had state of the art special effects at the time. That, that was huge. Proof, sorry, it's not, it was it a ton was of money, big, too. Right? That was a big it, movie. It was, it was yeah. like the biggest yeah. movie of the summer, movie. if I'm not mistaken. That's, one of, that's still one of Clooney's biggest, right? I, I'd assume by default it's got to be. It's like, got some hits. Yeah. Wow. John C. Riley, Wahlberg, Clooney. Like a, I guess Gravity is probably his biggest movie. But I mean, it's it, no, Gravity is. But until then, I think Perfect yeah, Storm still like in his top five. I would not doubt it. Yeah. What's Peterson's best American movie? Oh. I mean, I guess I could say movie in general. It's not like he has. I would say Troy. I guess I like him more than you guys. I really like Troy. His I best movie? Like American movie? Yeah, I mean, I like Das Boot and Never Any Story more, but those are German movies. Troy is my favorite. I think the consensus would be in the line of fire, probably. I would say so. That wooden gun. The... Yeah. I like the line of fire, but I love Troy. Clint Eastwood oh, going, oh. just kiss my ass, motherfucker. Like, that's, that's great. I like the line of fire. Yeah, it's a good movie. Never ending story right. for me. Too many. That's, that's, that's yeah, I, I gotta. Yeah, that's the one I've seen the most. Wait a second, back going back to. Yeah. It doesn't count. It's a German movie. That's my favorite movie he ever made. But it's a German movie. It doesn't count as an American movie. Man. He doesn't do anything now. Like he last movie was some German movie, a German crime comedy in 2016. It's got to be in his 70s. Right? He is 81. Or his 80s for that matter. Yeah. Let's see. Those guys don't get jobs anymore really unless you're francis coppola or somebody had as an 80 year old he took a 10 year a 10 year hiatus after after um after poseidon he was gonna do orson uh, uh ender's game um but, yeah. he, but he moved on from that 
because uh, right. because Wolverine's uh, Gavin Hood needed to put a stand. I, I don't mind with with Harrison Ford no less Andrew's game, which I actually liked. I thought it was uh, not bad for what they were trying to do. Being out of that adaptation, he's channeling his character from the professional here a little bit. Oldman, no, Oldman's in complete bad. He has bad guy mode in the '90s all over him for these parts. Yeah everyone yeah so he's he's just doing that more like for sure like that's this because there's a lot of screaming because he has to negotiate with these people by the way we should talk about glenn close as the vice president which blockbuster entertainment winner <laughs> yeah she won blockbuster entertainment award. she did she won for this I know, movie I, I know i i, I recall <laughs> it's just a funny thing to have i'm sure that's on the mantle next to the oscar she doesn't have um really that's right <laughs> Oh. But uh, I, I don't remember if this was like if, if it was like a stunning change of having a female vice president. But you know, it's certainly it's a choice that they made in the '90s, which is progressive. Like, it just reminds me of a lot of Bay type stuff, where it's just people looking at monitors or in boardrooms talking. Well, it slowed down too much. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that cut cut seven seconds, so yeah. I guess that wouldn't be. <laughs> But that uh, wouldn't be happening. Close, close was a last minute choice. I know that. Like she brought, like I don't know if they had an actor before or whatnot, but she was brought in like last minute. That's her wig that she chose for this movie. And um, of the one requirements that she had, it was I don't want to have a scene where I'm crying. So there's no there's no scene for like you know getting too emotional while the, the rest of the stodgy men are around. Nor should she have to be. But you know, I have an update. Mm-hmm. George Clooney's uh, so Perfect Storm is his, domestically his third highest grossing film, uh, worldwide his fourth. Hmm. Okay, so, so his, se- his second is Oceans. Oh, you want to? I want to guess. I want to guess. Oh, okay. guess. Oh, okay. 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 So his first is Gravity. No, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Domestic or worldwide? Just start domestic and then domestic. I'll... Okay, so yeah. domestic. I mean, it's Gravity either way. Um, mm-hmm. um, what was what was um, Perfect Storm? Three domestically. Domestically, Ocean's Eleven is close. It's got to gotta be Ocean's got to be behind it, though. I think domestically, right? Or is is it? What what's number two? It's Ocean's Eleven. It is Ocean's two. Eleven. Okay. Okay. So, and then when it comes to global, it is the fourth. So, what is number three globally? So it's it's the same. Um, Gravity, Ocean's Eleven. Then there's something else. Then there's Perfect Storm. So what's this other big Clooney movie that I'm not thinking of, or at least big enough? Suburbicon. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I believe a I believe a couple of us are fans of it here, but a lot of people there's many people who are like on it. Batman and Robin? No. Oh, that's a good kind not of guess. Oh, brother, we're out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's where it made the money up internationally. Yep. internationally. <laughs> These guys caught on. Uh, let's Huge. see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We might be fans of it, but others aren't. What's this floptastic Clooney movie it's, then? It's not a flop. Okay. It made it some money. Man. Well, made it so much day. money they made another one. Ocean's 11? 12? There you go. Yes. That it's is 12. Nice. 12 made more. To, okay. It, it didn't make as much. It there. I mean, uh, so Perfect Storm made a lot more than it domestically. Made like 60 million more than it domestically. Uh-huh. Uh, but the... Uh, Globally, twelve made like forty million more, forty or fifty million more than it. That makes so, sense. Wow. It's I love Ocean's Twelve. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> great that's soundtrack. I know rules. people are like, man, on it, but I think it's 
it's coming. People will come around. The hell more you want? It. It's yeah, got yeah. it's got more of a, it's got a better reputation now than it had when it came out initially. Mm-hmm. I yeah. almost got that shark tattoo on my forearm that Brad Pitt had. Like I was close. I was like a shot of Jack Daniels away mm-hmm. from going and getting that. <laughs> but I didn't. But yeah. yeah, Yancey has a tattoo of Brad Pitt eating the ice cream, watching Catherine Zeta Jones on his back. That's mm-hmm. doing that oh. face where he's like doing the face like exactly. This, yeah. It's on the back of his biceps. One's the ice cream, the other's the face he makes when he realizes he took her phone. Um, <laughs> is there a face? I didn't know the face of Brad Pitt. Like a face he uses a lot? No, it's a, no, it's a face he makes when he realizes she took her, his phone and it, it and Soderbergh does like a freeze frame on it. Oh, right. Anyway, um, Gary Oldman. Uh, no other actor considered that I could see, but he did finance Neil by Mouth by making this movie. His directorial debut. Oh, did he? Yeah, which I, I believe has like the most f bombs, or like is in the top three <laughs> as far as movies go. Um, uh, Harrison Ford. Let's get to this now, so we can. Talk as far as lighting it. goes, it was smart to throw all the smoke bombs and and have all the guns going off because then you could have some nice smoky lighting if, if you just saw through the mm-hmm. ho- like the hallway. Like at least that's you organic. Can, you can in that make regards. you can make brightly lit plain atmosphere a little more interesting by having smoke bombs in it. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes you see some of that smoke work in movies and you're like, where's that coming from? Like, that's not. Yeah, they justify just... it as opposed to Ridley Scott yeah. just showed up and be like, this should be smokier. <laughs> <laughs> Only a tube of death and eight special effects, guys. Um, yeah. So Harrison Ford turned down Outbreak um, before this. Uh, he came onto this movie as after uh, Kevin Costner declined it because the the postman, which changed lives. Um, mm-hmm. he, Harry Ford made 20 million off this movie, which, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, the kind of payday that Harrison Ford would get at this point, because um, I think yeah. I, I think he was quite saying, "If Jim Carrey's getting twenty million, I'm getting twenty million." Um, <laughs> I talked to Tommy Lee Jones; he hates him. So the other, <laughs> so the, <laughs> I heard I heard he wouldn't sink his buffoonery. <laughs> anyway, give me back my family and my twenty million. Um, the other actors that were considered were Harrison Ford. Not to take this part. This is a fun list: uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It gets wild. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Give me back. Keanu would have been old enough, would he? He I mean he'd he'd be uh I don't know. I'm the youngest president in the world. Whoa. <laughs> we, don't with, we don't deal with terrorists. <laughs> I've dealt with presidents before. Wait. No, that was, that's a bad joke. But the ex-presidents? Never mind. I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Just uh, more fitting, uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, who was in The End of Mine, right? So he has okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Dennis Quaid's already, like, you know, if you can't get Harrison I can see Ford. him saying to get off my plane. Like, Dennis oh. Quaid, like, poor man's Harrison, Dennis Quaid right? Dennis Quaid impersonates Harrison Ford when he's playing gruff Dennis Quaid. He's yeah. literally doing oh, Harrison Ford. Okay, yeah, yep. exactly. He's always been discount for when it comes to those kind of roles. But you can see him saying, get off my plane. Then he gets up and does that smile into the camera and then gets his family. <laughs> um okay so here are the others that were consi- these those are the ones that are like oh what about this these are ones that are like on the list or whatever as far as as far as like what if what, what if tom hanks yeah of course <laughs> this, this is where it gets fun john malkovich this was like considered this was a serious one as far as like what if we had john because Mal- he, he'd work with him on in the line get of- off my Whoa. play <laughs> can you imagine him being like the heroic good guy who's doing action scenes and like getting through this oh. movie tom hanks no. tom being hanks sympathetic got, is that like captain phillips is where it works with tom hanks that's about <laughs> that panic attack scene jeez louise but this is where they were starting to give out those you know Pure yeah. action movies to guys. If Nick Cage can do it, John Malkovich can do it, right? Right. Chill well, factor. I, mean, I mean, Bruce Willis breaks the mold. Keanu's doing it. So they give Christian Slater these movies. So, I mean. 
Yeah, this is where we're at. No, so no, I, I can see them trying to push Tom stretch. Hanks into one. I can see it. I can he see them trying. I, I can understand where that comes from. I, I, what, I don't. Yeah. But yeah, so Malkovich, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can see where that logic is. <laughs> well, we can't get Harrison. Get the other guy from The Fugitive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then lastly, this was a, I turned it down because the script was lousy, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman would have been amazing because he's like eight feet tall. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a linebacker spearing yeah. people through the play. Get off my He would pull the intensity would be there for sure. Like he could be too intense. I wouldn't. Have, would, I would have. <laughs> well, yeah. It'd be, it'd would be, you have like would Oldman be in this movie? Is he the guy that's still going to be at odds with them if that's the other cast people? Or I, I imagine oh, Oldman's oh, coming God. in after they cast the president. So right. yeah, okay. there's, there's probably some change there. But because I I was reading that when they read Malkovich, I'm like. He wasn't considered for the film. They consider her the president, but uh, all right, good sweat work there. Who are the vice presidents to these people? Oh gosh, like Stallone, yeah. the vice president for Schwarzenegger. No, it's other JCVD. It's other female actresses. It's, it's you know, it's Bullock, Roberts. Uh, I don't know. Right. Emma Thompson, Miranda Richardson. <laughs> if you had Roberts in '97 as a vice president, that movie would make so much money. My best friend's wedding, Notting oh, Hill. She would have had the biggest biggest summer in '97. Right she was <laughs> movies. cashing checks at that time. Oh gosh, Keanu, I just. Keanu has the Keanu Reeves. So nineties tone deaf, I can see it. You know, there's so like right. Let's let's put him forward for every. He's a a movie star. He's an A list star. He's just leading movies. He can handle action like easy. So yeah, I guess the logic. But I mean, he has to be a guy that's has a medal of honor and has served like two tours. (laughs) In what? (laughs) When I was Grenada, didn't leave people. Harrison Ford, I just want to take this time to say that Harrison Ford is maybe the greatest in all of movie history, I think, at projecting the, what's the word, the downside of being tossed around and punched. Yeah, yeah, sure. He is a a real human. He really, you see that human fragility. He plays it every time he has to do something. It works in this because he's the president who wouldn't have spent another day in his life fighting and beating people up probably. But but uh, every time he gets thrown against a wall or punched, he really reels like so beautifully Harrison Ford. He just reels and he blinks his eye. (laughs) Like he's, he's you know, maybe Michael Douglas is the other guy from this era who could really sell. As far as like being president is, is identifiable every man so like like major a-list kind of lead stars that let themselves take a hit yeah he can pull because you know you can also look at like jackie chan or bruce campbell as far as guys that throw themselves across (laughs) the room (laughs) blue looney tune yeah (laughs) if this was pierce brosnan every punch you would just cringe for about 13 seconds and Mm -hmm. then uh get up he's he he did a lot of pain was it world is not enough too much pain sorry i digress well he took a hit at the beginning so he he was injured for most of the movie so if this were made today, it would be a Liam Neeson movie, probably. Oh, nonstop. No, Neeson could have been. <laughs> Liam Neeson is the president. Oh, okay. with an American accent. You feel bad for the terrorists. Guys. <laughs> I wanna... I'm, I not wanna locked... in. I'm not locked in here with them. They're locked in here with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> now you got me wanting to watch. So Scott Atkins did Hard Target 2. I want to see him Air Force <laughs> 1 2. Where it's did Scott you see Atkins. Hard Target 2? Oh, yeah. It's Ooh. beautiful. No, it's not. Uh, but oh. yeah, knock off <laughs> Scott Atkins movie when he's the president. <laughs> there's one more There's one more non-casting that I found interesting because it's just like, it's just a, very, a flat statement. Jenna Malone refused to audition. 
<laughs> for what? For the daughter? Her daughter. You say for what? I'm curious. What else went through your mind as you were wondering what else? I don't know. Was just some, like, Keon is vice president. The, the, the prisoner they tried to release. <laughs> Keanu's vice president. Yeah, the, the daughter, of course. But she's also in contact this year, so it kind of worked out for her. She got a Bobby Z. Been alone, yeah. McConaughey, was, the... was he for president? No. Oh, he, he, Bobby Z locks him in early. When's contact come out? Is that later? It's this year. It's, it's 97. But I mean, is it yeah. when, when is it? I got to tell you. <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> is it a summer movie? Is it coming out later than I think? Contact's a summer movie, yeah. Where is it? I can't find it on the list. Here. Just give me the green light. That's those was, big thought... heady movies that everybody goes to munch popcorn and didn't want to think, and they're like, that was terrible. Yeah. And it's like, actually, that was pretty Oh, it is popular. July. Okay. Oh, I see. It's buried in with a number of It's things. in the Mission Impossible crowd of summer movies where it's like, oh, shit, I had to think for a sec. I'm I mean, mad. I, I would give I'm it to out. this. Contact does, is more, I mean, I'm not saying it's a detriment, but it is more, it's headier than I think people think Mission Impossible is. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. But it's got, it's that problem of how dare you try more to complex yeah. when I was coming to like, sit and suck down a drink and i wanted to go to the bathroom but then i had to sit and i didn't know where the spot was to go to the bathroom you're telling me this movie about espionage that's been a popular tv series where i should have known that already makes me want to have to think about it so much of this is in two locations you can almost make a play version of air force one Whoa. like max whatever from rushmore could have done air force one on stage <laughs> let mammoth write it yeah <laughs> There's the there's there's Very a old Max Jeff, Fisher definitely post professional right where he, people who know him from this period think of him as a con, consummate bad guy but earlier in the nineties I think he was the man of a thousand faces guy who played Dracula and Sid yeah. Vicious and uh, famous good guy Dracula yeah <laughs> Dracula. this movie has the same DP to play a to play that role not like Bela Lugosi is it? I mean this is his second big villain role of the summer with uh, he had uh, Fifth, Fifth Element, Element right yeah. Uh, yeah. He was with Willis and Ford. Or he was not with... Scott Glenn there, but it looks like Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn considered for the Xander Berkeley role. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> he was, he was all... Just the... not Scott Glenn. I mean, he already did oh, that man. in Backdraft, but that's six years ago. He could have he could have done it again. <laughs> it's not like they're trying to hide it. This is a period where almost every movie was offered to Harrison Ford first, I think. Romeo and Michelle. Him and Costner, <laughs> I believe, had differing, had like different points of of where they where they intersected where like it could have been costner it could have been ford makes sense what's the other this is another one where does costner play president at some point no he doesn't right he's in no he plays i mean i'm sure the bodyguard passed through harrison ford's desk at some point mm -hmm. you know? there's there's someone like there's Wait, some movie he after, had to have played the president there's 13 days where, where he's, he's not he's, the president he's but not JFK. right yeah, he's, right. Not JFK. he's, he's JFK. once again jfk adjacent yeah, once again, JFK Jason. But there's some, but there is some movie after this that Costner takes because Ford like either gives it to him or passes. I'm trying to think of what that is. Thin Cup, <laughs> All the Wild. <laughs> Dragonfly. Oh God, I bet it is that one. I bet it is Dragonheart because he plays Dragonfly. <laughs> Dragonfly, Dragonheart is is Harrison Ford, is Dennis Quaid doing Harrison Ford big time. Wait, wait, it, what's swing vote in 2008? Costner plays a presidential election guy. He's the last he, guy he plays the, the lab because vote. that's how things work. There's somehow a scenario like a where, where one movie, guy right? has all the power to, to vote for who's going to become president. And so they show up and try to convince him. Right? I never saw it. That's oh, the Costner I like more. I like hang dog loser Costner more than 
I actually you know, agree. Uh, I agree with you because that's why I like yeah. older period Costner stuff because he generally plays like Hangdog, like seen it all. Well, I don't know what movie this is, oh, Aaron. Yeah, that's the, those are the those are the one those are one of the guineas that I. It's like yeah, yeah. I get this. I get both of them. Silverado. Silverado. Yeah, he was, he was a com- comedic guy in that one. It was like a Harrison Solo sort of in that. What what period is this that you're looking for this Costner Ford? It's after this movie. So I'm trying. I'm, and I'm. I mean, you got it's message in a bottle for the love of the game. Play it to the bone. Thirteen days. Three thousand miles to Graceland. So obviously, I can Ford see was, thirteen days maybe being the one. I can see it's not. It's open range. Imagine Ford as Elvis. Yeah, I can't imagine him in the thirty yeah. miles to Graceland. No. <laughs> But him with uh, Robert Russell, that'd be fun to see them together. Oh yeah, they—I don't—it'd be beautiful. I would love that. Is this other guy who can really convey free, frailties? Is getting beat up. Russell's very good at that too. In he did breakdowns. Cabins. Yeah, the breakdown is very much a Harrison Ford. Here it is. Oh, it is. I, fa- yeah. I, fa- I found it. I found it. It's before this. I was. I was. I was wrong. Uh, Coster and Ford's cast enjoys the cross paths many times before. Harrison Ford turned down the Jack Ryan role in Hunt for Red October as did Kevin Costner. Harrison Ford instead made Presumed Innocent. Kevin Costner made Dance with Wolves. Jack Ryan went on to be played by Alec Baldwin. Um, Harrison Ford turned down the role of Jim Garrison in JFK. Um, Everything. He must turn down every male lead. He's the biggest star. I mean, you look at Harrison Ford's biography. It's not. It's not that. It's not. There's not a lot when you really look at it. Like it's, it's pretty sporadic. I don't think he likes to work that much because <laughs> he, he's made it very clear he likes money like he, he literally yeah. like he's acknowledged this he does work for money like it's he's he's happy to put in the effort because he's a hard worker but he oh he loves it but, but I, just, I don't know but he's not a guy that's like sitting there being like i can't wait to be on set every day like he's got comfortable since i the can't 80s. wait to do press tours yeah since but... the, he's been comfortable since the 80s he doesn't need to work at all if he doesn't want to well it's why because he does he's like Oh well, this same year in '97, he's he's got three Star Wars movies adding to his oh, yeah, pocketbook right. as well, uh, and and Indiana Jones. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like he's just there. It's really weird because he like you know Firewall's bad, but then he has Indiana Jones, which was huge, and then nobody wants to see him in anything after. Like that's it's weird. Like that's the end of his like. Hey, it's just Harrison Ford in a movie. Go see it, like cowboys and aliens. Movies, but the movies aren't exceptionally yeah. good but, either. Like he used yeah. to be in movies that yeah. meant something. I mean, after well, yeah, there's but, movie, there's a lot of like just crap that's coming out. What's I'm saying? It's just like yeah. he is working, always working around the clock. So but, it feels like it's work. It like it feels like that post periods work just because like I feel like doing something as opposed man. to you know like I I really need to make a statement by playing um cowboys and play playing um using cowboys and aliens <laughs> right which that was him to, i guess that was around the time where he told his like agent like hey put me in something people want to see again and that's mm-hmm. why he did that one and then that was vanilla because i feel like after like i feel like the the one two weird punch of witness of mosquito coast i think he got a little oscar hungry at that point right he's doing things yeah. like frantic mm-hmm. working girl presumed innocent regarding henry yeah uh, but people are going to those they, like, well, well, that's was, a, it's yeah. a good period that's a period where these movies are still hits that's why like yeah. rain man that's why like rain man's biggest movie of the year right so it's, it's, it's the time for adult yeah yeah but it's still like i feel like he's like well, I've done the blockbuster thing of you know Indiana Jones. Like, what if I did like some more dramas and like got some meaty parts? And he gets an Oscar nomination. And I think he's trying. I think he's. Cha- I think he chased after that a little bit. Then he just gets into action mode. Um, 
in the night. In- you're right. He totally sort of, I don't want to say fell off, but he stopped being the, 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 the sort of heroic leading man he was to people. And yet I think The Force Awakens is mostly about Harrison Ford being back in that role. So the it, love for it, him it, the writing caters away, to him right? and JJ caters to him for sure in that role. Like it's he, I think our, I think the love for him never went away. He just sort of became he played so many grumpy parts in a row where he was like, Give me back something, my firewall. <laughs> He's always grumpy and, and pointing. And I think people just stopped having fun. I'm not sure what happened. Well, it's funny, it's funny because well, I mean, after that, you you have you have Ms. Branch Ricky in forty two, which seems like a, a mix good. of that was he got good press from that. He did, like, and, it, that was, but, yeah. and, it, and it seems like a mix of I want to do this just because I want to be involved in a Jackie Robinson movie that sounds interesting to me, and because probably it could lead to a supporting actor nomination. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get him there, but I do think that's. I don't think anyone's being like, oh, this this will never happen. I think that's, I don't think that's beyond the, beyond reason to think that he might get that kind of like older actor does this kind of flashy role in a biopic. Well, I mean, he's eighty. Where's the mm-hmm. you know lifetime yeah. or just like the honorary Oscar? Oh, for it'll him. come. It'll come eventually. But it'll but come. but even after that, you still have. I mean, did some crap in there. Like, or has like, it? Paranoia. And he said no. Paranoia or Expendables three, but like Age of Adeline's another like supporting role that he's very good in. Force Awakens obviously gets a lot of buzz. Blade Runner twenty forty nine gets you know yeah, despite defaults. Yeah. Uh, People are always ready to welcome Harrison Ford back if they if they can. At this stage of his mm-hmm. life, he's he's like Sean Connery showing up in movies now. Yeah, you know it's like this is just a great added value because it's Harrison Ford, Hollywood legend. He's dulled a little bit. He definitely lumbers a bit more than he used to. Of course, he's older, but yeah, he's, he's eighty years old. Quite as sharp as he <laughs> used to be. You know, he doesn't seem quite as into it. Well, we'll see I mean, Nick. We'll, we'll see I next thought, year. Look, I, thought we'll I, see I, I was the biggest Harris. I thought I knew this guy. And then I saw a picture of him going to a Halloween party with Calista Flockhart dressed as a giant peapod recently. And I thought, okay, I don't know Harrison Ford at all. I would never think he would have the sense of humor to do that. I always thought he was this grumpy guy who didn't like going uh, out. He just, he just, to play a peapod. He, he doesn't like fame and he just wants, he likes doing movies. He just wants to be left. I had a friend who was a bodyguard for him for a few years. He says he's the coolest, most chill dude. He just doesn't get people being obsessed with him. He just he likes acting. He likes being movies. He likes movies, but he doesn't he doesn't get into the whole people like, oh Harrison Ford, oh my god, he's like, like he's be, like a he's high a, level Buddhist, he's associated, he's, a, he's associated with such like nerd culture kind yeah. of things where it's like Harrison Ford's not studying up on what the extended universe of Star Wars is doing. Like, right. Well, care. I mean, he is like the living embodiment of the Shatner's SNL sketch with like get alive, yeah. like, and yeah. he just wants to like smoke weed and chill like that's really what he wants to do and make movies and that's you know fly planes apparently and try to land them we should yeah. we should move on to other things but i was gonna say uh like it's like 10 minutes ago but when they was talking to the the woman at the white house they just laid a ton of dolly track for about 13 seconds of film like they're really <laughs> going for it on this yeah. movie this is I was watching the dolly. But this was movie. normal back then. Yeah, like no, this was right. like, you know, there was no yeah. cheating. Factory, yeah. You know, there was mm-hmm. no cheating. You had to set it up. You had to have someone who knew like composition and like, you know, like it's, it's weird. Like the digital era, which awesome. Uh, more people can make movies and stuff, but like the big blockbuster movies and stuff have just been like, well, I just throw whoever there, you know, it's, I don't know. Even like the, stuff that we wouldn't have praised then of being high art look like high art now like it's weird that's my point yeah exactly this was made i'm sure by top up, bottom to top to bottom like top shelf craftsmen who've been in hollywood for 25 years and who 
all did the best job, you know. And because they're being mm-hmm. employed at that time too, where nowadays you can minimize things because you don't have to build as many sets because you can CG it or put a green screen up. You don't have to use it's as many different. stunt people or whatnot because you have just less people involved in movies. I know like a point that uh, that Scott has made, uh, Scott Meadows, a friend of the show, has made about like something about contact, for example, versus Arrival. He likes, he loves, he likes both movies. He loves contact because it feels big. It feels like there's tons of extras in scenes and there's a lot of mm-hmm. busyness going on where Rival feels more closed off. It feels like there's less people in a given area when yeah. there shouldn't be. It feels like that should also have a movie with rooms full of people trying to study aliens or whatnot, but it just, the scales have just changed in modern films as far mm-hmm. as what you want to put out there. The assumption is that when you see a giant crowd that it's CG, so there's no point in doing a giant crowd anymore because no one's impressed with a giant crowd. Even if it's a real giant crowd, they think it's CG probably, so there's no more giant crowd scenes, but there was something to be said for movies that spared no expense you know, on this kind of stuff, like this movie. This movie was obviously going to be a hit. They knew it. You know, They assured that it was a classy production. Like The spared no expense thing is such a curious thing because it's, it's like... You, one movie like movies of, t- of this period like earlier like but even always people in the way people talk about the budgets of films where it's like there's some kind of weird limit where it's like a hundred million dollars that's a that's a that's a hefty amount for a movie but if it's like 200 it's like did they pay too much and it's like well, i hate water world you know what, like, like what that? did you what did yeah, you want yeah. what did you want to see like what that leads to and not criticize the fact that it costs a lot like i remember before like john carter was coming out people were talking so much about <sighs> how it costs a ton of money it's like well, don't we want to see like what they spent that yeah. on and not Some just criticize everybody became an insider. He said that about True Lies too. Every time with Cameron, yeah. every time True Lies, yeah. Titanic, they always mm-hmm. it's like, dude, why do you until he doesn't talk? deliver until yeah, well, like okay, that's someone else's problem that they spent a bunch of money. Exactly, yeah. is the movie good? Does it look like it? Did it needed all that money, or at least is that money on screen? And there are many times with sometimes when there are obviously, but there's many times where there are. I've Willem Dafoe gave an interview during John Carter about that too, and it's like it's not my money. Like, like I just want yeah, right. <laughs> what? What do you care? This is, but yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that, that costs a lot of money, and uh, you know, it, was it good? Like, let let the people who count that over at the studio worry about that. It just stuff. seems like it should be a point of pride. It's like, yeah, we did spend this. Not like. And it looks like, 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 like wow, they spent how much? I want to see this. It's the problem with studios too. Like they get ashamed of reporting what the budget does for a movie as if like it's like bothersome. And it's like "Ah." sour grapes started at some point. The the amount of money people made and the amount of money that was spent on big movies, people stopped being logical and they started being just sort of cynical about it. Oh, Harrison Ford, how dare you make $20 million? Well, a school teacher only makes this much money a year. Mm -hmm. Because if Harrison Ford wasn't in this, they would make a lot less, a lot more than $20 million less. You know, he's his Jim Carrey being in those movies was worth $100 million to the studio. So, of course, he should make $20 million. It's not a flat rate. I mean, he's not making per hour, you know. But at some point, we just became a culture of uh, everybody's an insider and everybody is sort of rooting against. Oh, reshoots. <gasps> you know, those yeah. happen, right? Yeah. All this, yeah. Like, that's the, the funniest thing is like, oh, they're going into reshoots. Yeah, because it How was on the Apocalypse schedule. Now managed to be a well-liked Best Picture nominee when it had the most fraud history. I mean, like, everybody right. was hearing about it every day. That's crazy. <laughs> because it's, the guy, because the, guy, it's the guy that made two Godfather films pulled off some kind of miracle despite, like, his lead having a heart attack and him having to Nowadays, go to literal war. You want to see him fail more. And that movie would have been forced yeah, to Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. But God, mm-hmm. Barrett's for Coppola was cashed in on himself with tons of money to make a passion project. We're like, fuck that guy. He said bad things about Marvel movies. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
That's why I love Cutthroat Island. Rennie Harlan's $150 million movie. You see everything yeah. on the screen. And I shut age. down the studio, but yeah. those are those are few and far between. Risks but worth I, taking. I love yeah. I love Cutthroat Island, but that's yeah, what, that's what Timmy Carlico says. Still, that's I assume what his name is, Timmy Carlico. <laughs> yeah, in the in the '90s, Harlan was putting Gina Davis in the lead of action movies. Like that was really rare in the '90s. But, like was, everyone yeah, hated it for movies. the everyone hated it for like the cost. But I'm like, yeah, that was yeah the thing with Cutthroat Island. Yeah, it was like, oh, it got a lot of money. Okay, did you like it though? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was also because it was a lot of people didn't like it. That's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a critical success. <laughs> that was also Harrison Ford going to be in that, right? Wasn't he going to be in Cuthbert Island? Oh, they clearly leveled down. Keaton was in it. Somebody Michael was Keaton. They must have. Yeah. But at least hundred thousand dollars to be in that. They, they, yeah, they said they saved. They could have lost more money if they had someone bigger than Matthew Modine. Oh, that, that that was what turned me on. I walked out of a screening for that movie, a big screening, because I just no, I can't watch Matthew Modine so I'm on for two hours. I can't do it. See, I've always, I, I've, I've not been. A, I have nothing against the band. He seems like a nice guy. I'm just not a big fan of him in movies or Stranger Things. Um, so it's like I love Paul Jacket. I love Birdie. I love Shortcuts. I mean, yeah, he's one of those world. Yeah, obviously, there's always like a oh, those same yeah, of Pretty good in Dark Knight Rises. I, Shut I, up. <laughs> His running was great. Yeah. When you ask him to be someone who is vain and confident on screen, you get a really toxic rue, I've noticed. And he's Zero Flynn in that movie. I can't I can't do it. The extra work is really good here in this scene. There's a lot of so, coverage. No, you're right. No, yeah, let's talk yeah. about the movie. There's a lot of like you it's air force one it's a movie set mostly in a tin can but you get a lot of variety in what you're seeing and they make sure to keep the players involved so you feel something this is a scene where somebody is going to die gary Oldman's going to shoot this poor woman in the head right now and yeah. it's not good uh, but you need that to happen as far as like not as that necessarily this specific person but you need something to happen to make sure the stakes remain alive because of the president's just constantly outwitting everybody while on the plane and the guy has everybody hostage i mean what's the risk but he's gonna murder yeah. seemingly the most innocent person next to his own child on the plane right now i mean it, it keeps the it keeps everything moving Ford is bringing it and i love yeah, the rule of thirds Ford, the way they're working this the framing i love mm -hmm. i've been watching harrison it throughout Ford. harrison ford is even playing the weight of that gun like yeah. i can tell playing it as <laughs> a guy who's not carried a gun like that like right here this scene's great right. where like he's about to go up and he can't He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the president. I'm not a physical man. <laughs> look at the look on his face. He's so worried. Mm -hmm. he brings you right in. I hope he, I hope he makes it. Camera's looking up at him, giving him. I love that look. Giving him some power right there, keeping it flat on him. This is good filmmaking. You know, like yeah. filmmaking 101, the way they're framing all these. I've lost yeah. track. Do they? Do they know it's the president down there yet? Do they still think it's just like a Secret Service agent? I don't know. Was was there a kitchen fight earlier? Not yet. Okay, I'm just asking. There was a fight amongst like, oh, there's no kitchen in this thing. What am I talking about? <laughs> there's, there was a fight with like the foods and stuff. With um, close enough. Mm. Was it Divi? Is, was... is there the part where he bumps into Oldman and he says he's Bill Clay? That... <laughs> oh, De Clay. Texas. Ha. Oh, don't Oh, just a another excuse for an accent. Yes. I took one Let's of those. Yeah, those guns that shoot the. Who is the yeah. actress who plays his wife? I can't think of Wendy Carlson. Um, what else is she? Is she a television actress or is she? 
Uh, she's in the Santa Claus trilogy, of course. Um, I'm seen by me. That makes sense. I've never seen any of that. She plays That's a, a weird lot. franchise. She plays, yeah, it is. She plays a lot of like the wife character. She's in like the she's Arnold's wife in the Sixth Day. She's in Room. She's in. She's in. I presumably is <laughs> the, the 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 wife character. Um, she's in Bicentennial Man, right? Where she's probably Oof. like the mom. Is that the uh, robot one? Yeah, yes. Chris Columbus. No, MF mm. Davis is the no wait, no, she's the yeah, she's the bomb. That's right. Uh what? Sam Neill's in that one too. I've never seen that. I keep hoping Paul Giamatti's gonna pop up in this movie. Well, uh, he's auditioning for the negotiator. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's in Donnie Brasco this year. He's busy. Is he gonna do That's Morse code? Oh, he's dumping fuel. No, no, yeah, they got to dump fuel. This is fun because it's they have to he has to figure out what wire and the phone's gonna cut out. And he's like, oh, I don't know which one. And he's like, he it's like yellow, red, white, and blue. And it's like, come on, red, white, blue, I'm counting on you. Yeah, <laughs> this bit worked in so many movies. The cutting the wire it works in the abyss where it's underwater. It works so many times. You got to cut the right wire. It's red, white, and blue. Come on, red, white, and blue. Come on, red, so, white, and blue. Um, it appears Wendy Crewson was in. So like, it looks like they made spinoff. TV movies for Spencer for Hire, and she was in all of them. If you remember the Robert Urich show, I only recognize the Wahlberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she was on 24 in uh, season three as Dr. Ann Packard. Oh, so she played like a terrorist. <laughs> Did Kiefer do something terrible to her? I don't know. That was the Torture. Uh, that, that, tor- <laughs> that was the virus one season. Oh. Virus in the hotel season. So. Oh, maybe she maybe she got Edgared. It's really good phone acting. I love you know. No, you know what I noticed? I, I noticed as well. I was watching some of the Fugitive on TV the other day because it popped up. Harrison Ford's a very good hands actor. He's a very good yeah. like he can he can use this a lot without making it feel like over gesticulation. He's a good like hands guy because he's got big mitts. He's a big guy. He does though. <laughs> he's just got that. No, yeah, he he knows how to point for sure. Pointing oh, yeah. is a big thing for him. Yeah. He Pointing can do a great. fist, of course. But like in like Fugitive, there's a lot of like him going through stuff or like going around corners and things. And he does a lot of like hands acting. No one ever it's, talks it's about not... his little sideways smirk. He has a little sideways smirk that he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, you mentioned he, Bruce Campbell earlier. Now I got thing think about him as the president in this movie. No, he, it would just be too they, much. Oh, hold I'm, on. He played Ronald Reagan in Fargo and it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That scene in that bathroom amazing he could have if he, if they did a um like during his burn notice run if he made a movie where he's a president that that, that would have worked i think for him mm-hmm. like a, like an action president they, they could have pulled one of those off oh he did play elvis though so he got that going. Hotel. Yeah. classic the other the bathroom scene action pre- three action president movies in the world right how many action president movies are there there's I guess olympus has fallen i haven't seen olympus that. has fallen well even then because aaron eckhart's not really like involved in the no in the action so much i think white one, house down is white house down. similar yeah I mean, independence day i guess Ind- independence day for sure he fucking he's in a jet he's a war hero it's not, he's not the only he does get in a jet but he's not the only he, he leads the army <laughs> isn't sam jackson a president in yeah, the movie big game which is another big escape pod, it's another escape pod movie also yeah but that's like a you know small obscure thing. Uh, action presidents like this, obviously. Um, yeah. Idiocracy. No, he doesn't do anything though. He just like talks big, <laughs> shoots a gun. I guess yeah. that's not an action president. Yeah, it's like it's like Isaac Hayes and <laughs> Escape from, Escape from, yeah. just a lot of big talk and shooting guns. He's not the president. I know that's me. Oh, what a great score when his character's introduced. Oh my gosh, I love that one. yeah. 
Oh, interesting. Since somebody mentioned the score, I will quickly say there's an interesting note to be said about the score. It was originally composed by yeah, I had this Newman, who mm-hmm. was a great at that point was still probably mostly known as being a pitch dark satir dark cynical satirist songwriter from the 70s and he was starting his career as a, as a film as a film writer it's hard to imagine him writing music for a such a straightforward uh sort of rah-rah movie it's so he was replaced by uh jerry goldsmith yes jerry goldsmith who, who was very unhappy with the process and said he never would do a replacement score again this is rushed he had, had, had like no time to do it used by donald trump the score yeah. the rushed score from air force one was used by donald trump at several of his early campaign, including at the RNC, when he debuted the RNC, he played the music from this, and he had previously said that he really admired this president, who was, which is just strange because who would recognize the music from Air Force One? Is that a subliminal attempt to? Oh, easily. I, I assume it's a subliminal attempt to do things because it's, it's, it's preying on something familiar and positive. It's a strange scenario because who thinks that Donald Trump would be useful in a situation where there's a point you being hijacked and he's got to hide and shoot people but this is his idea of presence it's interesting the score I, I would love to hear that randy newman score well you you can hear some of it because some of it's in toy story 3 toy story 3 yeah. which is interesting right yeah but he usually writes for movies that are a little more self-aware than this one this movie is a straightforward and i wonder whether well, that's movie... why they rejected it right because they felt like it was a parody like in, in yeah, not, right, not in a fun right. way like jaws <laughs> right <laughs> right uh, action presidents, uh, Teddy Roosevelt in real life, and then I guess the Night at the Museum. And then The Wind and the Lion, Sean Connery. Yeah, I guess that counts. Really FDR like... gets up from the chair in, in uh, Pearl Harbor. The thrilling scene. Mm. And this stunt coordinator, Doug Coleman. Well, of course, there's Abraham least... Lincoln, vampire, vampire killer. Yeah, yeah well, what am I thinking? No, How can I forget? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I reviewed right. that Blu ray. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it is an action president. It's definitely he and he and Anthony Mackie are buddies. It's a buddy. It's a buddy action movie for a little while in there. Who is the who plays Abraham Lincoln in that? Um, what's his face? It's an English um, stage actor who's done more things. Since Tom him. Brown. That's not a name. Come on, Tom Brown. It's like a football player. <laughs> Tom Clancy. <laughs> Tom Welling. Tom Welling. No, it's not Superman. Um, what's his name? It's it's uh, Benjamin Walker. There we go. I was Benjamin close. Walker is his name. Yeah, Tom Brown. You're right on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm saying there aren't that many movies where they have like a fictional president character who is. You'd think there'd be a hundred of them where the the, the president is the lead character in a thriller, but I think it's just a little too absurd for any time other than right in the mid '90s where you can get away with. Because again, it reflects that. Because after this, then you get like conspiracy presidents, right? With you know, right. with Bush stuff. Then I mean, you do get Jamie Foxx as president of White House down. You reflect the Obama era, but you don't get many like president movies because it's like the big stuff that would it, that would need to have a president mm-hmm. to begin with is like Transformers or something where it's like he's on a phone right. saying, "You got it. You can't nuke L.A." or like something right. like that. <laughs> I love the framing in this movie. Although the, the King, like, Kingsman blows up Obama's face, right? That they blow up everybody's <laughs> head in that movie. Yeah, they do you keep. Know, yeah, they get some close-ups here. No wonder the fights are really good. This guy worked on Predator, RoboCop, and then like Action Jackson. But then he went. He was De Niro's stunt double for years. Hmm. Like, he was a stunt coordinator on Bronx Tale. Hey, De Niro's stunt guy. So he did what? Like yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just love it. Like this guy. Uh, he did, bad, he was, bad, bad dog and glory and um, he was a fearless stunt coordinator <laughs> on Casino. <laughs> he was the a stunt mission. Man, what a and he does a lot of Harrison Ford as well. Maybe oh, he was his like, stunt double in this. In like Sabrina and 
Yeah, he was a stunt double with Sabrina during the car chase on the jet ski. <laughs> they never gave like De Niro an action movie, did they? That's that. I mean, no. I mean, he has a lot of he has a lot of I'm a cop and I have to run through an alley with a gun in my or like Ronan. Right. He just drives. Well, oh yeah, there's like, Ronan. Ronan. Right. Ronan's an ex- exact example of I have a gun and I have to run through an alley. Right. Like he's not driving cars at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. He does have a rocket launcher at one point, but yeah, there's no yeah. fisticuffs. Ronan, yeah. But there's a lot of I'm running through an alley with a gun in my hand. <laughs> he defeats Sean. Bean with like coffee and a sandwich with, the, with a, like, no, just just a cup of coffee because he, he literally yeah. calls out that he did it too <laughs> like, he, like he not only does the move but then he says to his face i did the move which is i ambushed you with a cup of coffee it's a very mammoth line since he ghost wrote the move like he doesn't have his name credited on it but he's he wrote ronan oh i love that scene for sean bean i mean right, i didn't mean to rhyme there hey he lives he doesn't die in the movie That's true. That he just ducks him. out <laughs> It's a it's a weird it's a weird one where he's eliminated early from the movie, but without killing him off. That's so you know Ronan two Scott Adkins you can bring back Sean Bean. Oh Ronan two Scott Adkins. <laughs> Michael Jai White. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, you bring assemble that crew. Back. That'd be great. Tony Ja, of course. This the the cast of Triple Threat in Ronan in a, two. In a, in a, in a Ronan movie. Jean Reno comes win. back. He's not doing anything. Five minutes. He's there for five minutes. Jean Reno. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Put a little. He, he's hat the leader. On he's like the Jonathan Price. Yeah, he's, he changes roles. Oh, and this stunt coordinator also worked on John Carter. So we're, we're going full circle yeah. here. Okay. Man, I just want a Scott Adkins sequel universe. Um, let's see. Bill Clinton was a fan of this movie. He saw it twice. <laughs> um, yeah. The the novelization of this movie apparently uh, states that James, was it James Marshall? He is a moderate Republican version of Clinton. Minus the scandals, that's the that's the take that they have as far as fleshing this out further. Hmm. Which makes Good sense. Mark. I mean, it's, you know, I got, I got a centrist Air, is essentially what they're saying. Air Force One colon caucus collision. No, there you go. <laughs> Scott Atkins. <laughs> they're flying over the Alps. Caucus collision. Because you're not going to call it two. You know, they have to colon things now. Dawn so of it Fury. sounds like it's a fresh movie, like oh, Air Force One Revenge. Most movies have colons in the title, right? This couldn't be. This couldn't be a sequel. This press secretary is not doing the job. Look at this guy. I can't even hear him, but I can see his hands. I have lost control. <laughs> I have lost control. Get the VP in here. This wouldn't right. happen, right? If this scenario was going on, the president's hijacked. The VP would be like secured in a bunker somewhere, while like this, yeah. the chief of staff would be on there. So you know, so he would, or the Secretary of State or something. They would be on the. Well, was it leaked podium. to the press? Is that what? Or yes. Like, yeah, it got yeah, it got okay, yeah, That's right. All right. Yeah. He's good. If this really happened, Constitution and let Harrison Ford be president for life. If he actually saved the day on Air Force One, <laughs> the American people would change the Constitution. Well, I mean, if he's if, if he's if he's actually re, if he's actually Republican, yes, they would change the Constitution to be more Und, und, undeclared. <laughs> But if this happened, oh, like, you run against. Oh, I did save the world when everyone was on was kid was hijacked. If this, if, this ha- if this happened to a Democrat, they they would find all the reason to criticize him for the fact that this happened. Like, how could, how happened. could you? How he could, murdered how, citizens of another country. Yeah. How could you let this plane get hijacked to begin with? And what is a hijacking? <laughs> I'm upset. He, he, I like the ones that let let control let control the plane in the first place. It was on the ground. Why couldn't it stay on the ground? One of my biggest pet peeves in movies that are when there's, right there, there's paparazzi in film and they just take the they take the craziest photos 
on plan. And then, but in the background of that scene, there's a guy with a video camera just filming someone's back. <laughs> he's get, he's getting all the coverage he can. I used to tell my extras, I'm like, just be human. Take a photo like you would normally take it. And then they're up on set, like shaking the camera and everything. I'm like, what, what's happening? Like, what, <laughs> why are you doing this? But I guess when you, I don't know, people forget how to walk on when stage, they're on set. Like, going yeah. to the back row, we are here. And there's, I haven't seen any extra walking in this. So that's good. Extras have a weird walk. Because it doesn't give you a lot of, because it gives you a lot of people sitting. There's not a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of milling around going on in Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, what's going on? I love a, I love athletic William Ace Macy. Yeah, he he's looks good. good here. You don't see him athletic in too many roles, do you? No, because he you know he he doesn't play that. He plays a you know desk guy, guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Maybe in like Wild Hogs because he's riding a. Even then, he's like the nerd motorcycle. in that movie. Like he's the nerdy yeah. one in Wild Hogs. Action Bill Macy, uh, uh, cellular, cellular. He's in action mode for sure. Oh yeah. He, like he even does like a cool like slide move at one point. Cellular to like shoot him. What a cast! Kim Basinger, Chris Evans, Jason Statham. It's got it. It has a it has a few like comedic people in there too. What David R. Ellis. David R. Ellis. R. I. P. This guy's doing great pilot work. He has to get there so Peter Parker can pay him the rent on time. None of his button turning is arbitrary or useless, which is nice. No, they're shooting him from above for the most part. Too. No. I mean, there shouldn't be button pushing to begin with these on autopilots. But... Speaking of button pushing, in the Star Wars movies, the amount of knobs that they flick in the Millennium Falcon, I'm like, you don't even, I don't even know what that does. They're just flicking knobs. I don't know. Sorry. It's not... <laughs> navigating space isn't you know hurting hurting banthas on farms mark <laughs> no but like they're not even looking at the buttons they're flipping they it's second they nature the to them they're the, they're the him and chewie are like the best pilots in the galaxy what they need to talk to each other about it's second nature plus what's her like... name um you know um fleabag's in the ship anyway she's doing most of the work <laughs> yeah she's ah. stuck in there <laughs> Like, I want to see in the ship, like, disco balls are going off and, like, the stuff they're pushing just doesn't really do anything. Oh, here's your scene. Now activating parachute ramp. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Parachute, parachute ramp activated. <laughs> they really should have had somebody stay back there and they gotta, like, run all the way to the other side of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. They're not here anymore. This isn't right. Yeah, we're gonna get some shots here of these people like looking in awe at the fact that they're thousands of miles above the earth. Can you imagine <laughs> going into the Atlantic? Yeah. I'm gonna die. Yeah, this this does not seem like a positive. I mean, yes, I'm not getting threatened by guns anymore, but I don't know if I want to hang. Like, there's the shot right there. <laughs> That's the one. Land in the I, Arctic Ocean. Hey, I, I believed it. It doesn't look. I, felt, like, I mean, this I felt is, like I was there. This is a smaller TV, but it's still the 4K. It looks fine. <gasps> I like the ingenuity Ooh. there where he grabs the air canister. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Like, I love a good secondary henchman. Oh, They're oh, always great. Oh, and those I, are people. I didn't get my parachute yet. No, Harrison Ford, no. Oh, Not boy. the president. That guy's going to have a lot to think about. Falling. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, no, that's the terrorist, though. That's, that's oh, a bad guy, okay, so it's good. okay. Right. <laughs> he's, well, he doesn't have a parachute, but he's a bad guy. 
this would still be on the news 25 years later can you believe the president's the 25th anniversary when the president took down the hostage situation did they're talking about this more details about that time the president almost got blown out the back of a parachute (laughs) fight is the (laughs) is the president embellishing his story about hanging on to the back (laughs) did it really happen it's a lie it never happens yeah (laughs) is he embellishing his story (laughs) wait yeah they blew up the fuel plane there's a trailer shot right there oh yeah harrison ford there's a lot of action going on outside there's later another one left that would not be. Oh, uh, that would be very hot to hold onto a plane like this. Gonna, someone's going to land on their parachute and be like, "Who made it?" And that plane's going to land on them. Save the president, bad guy. Save the president. Oh, that's a lot of debris falling. Yeah, why is there not chunks of debris going through the Air Force One? Jeez, there's a lot. I mean, I'm not surprised, but there's a lot of Macy in this section of time, like 96 to 98 alone. You have down Periscope, Fargo, Hit Me, Ghost of the Mississippi, Air Force One, Boogie Nights, Wag the Dog. Pleasantville Psycho, where he's Marty Balsam in the civil action, of course. Doesn't stop. Happy yeah, Texas, Mystery Man, Magnolia, State and Maine. Jurassic Park working. 3. Jurassic Park 3 is kind of action, Macy. He's running around a lot. Screaming. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only two action Macy's right there, actually. Mystery Men, of course. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he's actually he's, he's like one of, the, one of the main heroes. He's the shoveler. He's kicking ass in that movie. Hey, Boogie Nights, man. He gets to wield a gun. Yeah, he, he takes some shots. I like the subgenre of action Macy now. Action that Macy, is. yeah. Mm-hmm. A Macy running. Pure Will- action Macy, I prefer. <laughs> Pure action. <laughs> William the green like any fantasy involved in the action Macy. <laughs> like he, yeah, he, like if you can't get William Chuck- Hellcat Macy, <laughs> if you can't get Chuck Norris, <laughs> William Macy. Okay, that's why there aren't the more president kick-ass president movies because how many actors could play the president exactly I mean, that's the fact that schwarzenegger and keanu reeves are on the list is absurd and it has you're to like, and it has to reflect the time so you're not going to get older yeah. eras because they're mainly older men so you have this 90s period where it's an action it's a right. more fitting of that to, and then you have like white house down where you have jamie fox i mean right it fits and but after right. that you have you know the old zombie racist so i mean like what are you gonna get like, like this know? movie has to be harrison ford or kevin costner or it's oh, not nobody yeah or like, like even or... even michael douglas is pushing it at this point right and michael i mean jones is not uh, michael douglas just... might slap yeah, a woman just... but i don't see it <laughs> you know like it's weird the that... type of movies he's in you know like i, I don't I guess it never Danny Moore's t- the villain. I guess it never timed out right, but Gibson, I guess, probably could have been a president. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They- Gibson could have yeah. done this. But like it would have to be during like signs era Gibson, I would say, because he's just that kind of age. But then he, you know, things happen. <laughs> like so it goes a little south. When this plane me. lands, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> give me back my son. Yeah. Not to be me, but if, just if, slapping people. If, if if this is if this is like a terrorist that would really want to like accomplish his goal and after all this stuff happened just lost all his hostages doesn't have too many things to worry about he'd just shoot the wife or the daughter you know it would yeah. get them it would get the message across there's nothing to lose on yeah. his part oh straight to video um uh, air force one treat williams treat williams yes. you can't get quaid yes treat williams <laughs> i like this acting like he's in the but phantom this is, this is the one time where he takes the punch and just looks right back at him that's <laughs> oh. good get him action macy Look at that. Tears in his eyes. Oof. Spartan. Spartan's a good action, Macy. He's, he's got a, he's got some bits there where he has to be treacherous. That's the Val Kilmer yeah. vehicle. Val, yeah. Val Kilmer man. It should be a movie where Harrison Ford gets hung up on a like a hook and just gets pummeled for two hours. I can watch that. Isn't that Temple of Doom? <laughs> like I guess that's Temple of Doom. Yes. Isn't that like largely Temple of Doom? <laughs> in the last five minutes, he 
kicks her all her asses and saves her. But I, he just takes it so even well. Even then, even though that bridge is not like he's having a tough time or an easy time climbing up. <laughs> Could, he's got Alec, six inches on Gary Oldman. Could Alec Baldwin have pulled this off? Oh, at this 97, point, 97 Baldwin, Baldwin? Yeah, it's what, like nice. Mercury Risings a year after yeah. this. Never um, quite. He was always a villain in disguise. He never quite bought, sold me as a as a as a lead. Yeah, you you, you have to buy him as scandal free. Yeah. The shadow. I mean because eh. like state and Maine's probably like the right size for him. Like right age, yeah. right size at that point, where he's not like he's a character actor who looks like a handsome leading man, but yeah. he's more of a character. Yeah. But he's but he's like he's not puffier yet because he's still like I mean, uh, is he too like Overly handsome with and suave with it. But that's what I'm saying. So that's why, as he gets a little bigger, so state made a little bit bigger, but I still, the the, the personality thing, it's. Is that when you get to channeling his bad lieutenant character as the president here? (laughs) Sorry. Because you get to Fallout and he's back to being like, oh, you really like this guy. He's good. Get the Mission Impossible. He's like, I I, I want to support Alec Baldwin. I wonder if Clint Eastwood was ever, I guess he's too old, was ever in contention for this. No. No, he can. Yeah, here it is. I love Baldwin and Outside Providence. Actually, I love that movie. That that's a movie. You got <laughs> you 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 ran into a parked cop car. <laughs> when I was younger, we had a freak accident. We were playing touch football, and he fell off the roof. <laughs> no, okay. So this was ninety-seven. This was number three at the box office. Ninety-eight. We had, there was like Saving Private Ryan, Lethal Weapon four. But the 99 was Matrix. Like, was this one of the last, like, old school, big hit, kind of Ford, Stallone, one of the last ones? Because so. as far as, like, pure, uh, I, I mean, mean, there's 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 ones that scatter through. Like, I mean, there's another yeah. Die Hard movie in, two, in 10 years from here. Yeah, 4 was huge, actually. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But, I mean, it's, as I said, like, it's one of the last, like, Die Hard formula mainstream studio movies that's a hit for, like, a, a good while. Ford came and put the last word on it. Yeah. Yeah, Oldman's working him right here. He's so like in those buttons. But Mark, you're not wrong. Like, as far as like genuine, like straightforward action movie with no like fantasy or sci-fi elements, you're not getting a ton of those from like there's they again, they yeah. trickle in. There's oh, I mean, Willis as Fifth Element to start this summer off. So we're turning already. I mean, the matrix yeah. will be huge. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. And then Willis post, is jumping in. And then post Potter and Lord of the Rings, it's you know, crank out that fantasy stuff. And then Cruz went to Mission Impossible too, right? Cruz is the one guy doing it. Cruz is the one guy that's holding it up. But even then, James James Bond's still there. Yeah. Yeah. But now with Cruz, that's, you know, you could throw that into spy fantasy and not necessarily be pure action. And then superheroes. I mean, Batman is grounded, but it's still a superhero to, you know, whatever degree. And Snipes will jump over with Blade right after that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. That movie needs like, I skate in a pill and oh man, what a, what a beautiful film. We're talking all over this, but this is the big like Ford and Goldman are together mm-hmm. in their scene thing. And I mean, you know, they're, they're bringing their energy. That's for sure. He's crying. Yeah, because he's threatening the daughter. That's not Jenna Malone. Because <laughs> a, a, it's a sign of weakness from our president and I don't like to see that in a movie. At least, at least he's not wearing a tan suit. Yeah. Scott Atkins would. <laughs> um, this movie was written by Andrew W. Marlowe, who wrote like Castle, I believe is his big thing, the ABC mm-hmm. show. Uh, but it had a script doctor, uh, Peter Adnazio, who wrote Quiz Show and Donnie Brasco, among other things. Oh, really? Wow. He's a good writer. Yeah, he punched it up. 
I thought that was Kevin yeah, Dunn for a second. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was a mix of Kevin Dunn and William Shatner. That's what yeah. I was looking at right there. That is a mix of Kevin Dunn and William Shatner. Is that? <laughs> Kevin Dunn surprisingly not in this movie. Kevin Dunn could easily be in this movie. <laughs> Kevin, the fact that Kevin Dunn's not in this movie is impressive. He had to do Godzilla. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was he was getting in Godzilla shape. He was doing workout for that. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't lose focus for that. Do you yeah. think the day after like Air Force One, if if like. Ford say a Democrat president, you go flip on the radio and there's the you get the Rush Limbo like President Marshall <laughs> running around on Air Force One with loaded weapons yeah. and shooting foreign ambassadors. I I'm shocked. Throwing his own people off with some with parachute, some with thought. I just He's a man. See, the Democrats are just out of control. That's a surprisingly good Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Who gives him keys to the? I I don't know, folks. It's the black I, box is going to have some explaining to do. There were women on the plane. Who lets them on Air Force One? I know we've let one in the White House. She looks like Glenn Close. I don't like Glenn Close. Never have. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop put her back, oh. in, the, put her back <laughs> in the boo box <laughs> hey that's a guy is that the guy from beer fest no it's your, it, well yes because it's Jurgen rock <laughs> so, as as a russian uh this set by this is shawshank that's the shawshank set looks like the set from prison too 1987 runny harlan film shot in wyoming well, this is Ohio, uh, oh, where, the, where that where that it's built, but that that's the Shawshank prison that they're using for this. Uh, this Great one. steady cam work. Yeah, President Marshall couldn't just be civil and negotiate a release. He had to go and fight people rather than just sit in a room. <laughs> I can't look at you. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in character. He's deep. Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, um, this movie's R rated r um wow. it was it they wanted they tried to go for a pg-13 they appealed the r rating mm. that they received because that uh, wow. ford's ford's um like the reasoning is because they had uh, harrison ford had clear and present danger which was also rated r and they got to appeal it uh, and get it to pg-13 despite it being a fairly a fairly violent film for that mm. time uh, this the movie... squibs in this movie what did they think they were getting like they're like when they first attack like there's this I'd argue it's debatable <laughs> that that were like nowadays. Well, nowadays be CG. I mean, they are dripping blood. Like if they weren't dripping blood, on there's enough shots, where like I can oh, see why man. it's R rated. But I I do I see where they're coming from as far as the tone of this movie doesn't necessarily be like oh we got to leave the kids out of this. I'm speaking as I'm a guy speaking as somebody that's not at 11 years old. They brought theaters. a crane in for that shot. Yeah, it's very no expense. 85 million. But it's amazing they want this go out as an R even in 1997. Because the, they, they just like no, it's got to be PG thirteen. It wasn't. It was. It still wasn't too afraid of that. I mean, look at the you know the Matrix. Yeah. A couple years this later, is pre Matrix. Pre Matrix. So they're not afraid of an R. Pre Matrix. Pre pre nine eleven. Pre Columbine. I mean, it's pre all this stuff where parents got concerned, um, or you know, the entertainment needed to be lighter or fantastical in order to justify the reason to have action. I guess. But I mean, the biggest hits of the year still are rated movies, for the most part. A lot of them. I mean, it's, it's a mix sure but for every men in black and independence day you still have like jerry Maguire bringing in the bucks or my best the, friend's wedding this movie my best friend's wedding is pg-13 oh love it 
Titanic, of course, is PG thirteen. Scream two made bank, but that's a horror movie. No, no. It's still, it's, totally I mean, it's still one of the most successful like slasher movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, that was big. Mm-hmm. Titanic has that good. strange thing where if you make yeah. a really long movie, you can have nudity Whoa. in it, but it'll still get a PG thirteen if it's a long movie. If the nudity is only a percentage of the movie's in life. the head. Wow. Oh, there goes, you, it was yeah. so nonchalant and just like I love how they captured that. There goes there goes the landlord and there goes Gilfoyle. Call me crazy, but I love these kind of action scenes where the stunt actors aren't overly like they feel like people aerobic. Yeah, they're not they're not graceful here. When Sword Ford picked up Oldman and slammed him over that table, it looked just real. It looked it wasn't just an overly you know, acrobatic stuntmen, which they're fine. There's a place for that, but I like it when you. you Peterson's good at action. Like I mean, a lot of these, like, we've talked about this before, Brandon, like these 90s guys, like this, like Andrew Davis mm-hmm. and what, uh, yeah. what's it? Oh, yeah. Like Kevin Reynolds, I guess, to some degree, or who was the breakdown guy? Uh, Jonathan Mostow. Like, Mostow, yeah. They, they, you know, they, they operate on this level where they want to make things feel human and they, mm-hmm. they seem to really want to communicate that while still like keeping the scale in mind. And Peterson's yeah. good at that, and, be, and being a European guy, though, less too, where they, that's, you know, that's sort of like, like Besson can be that way in his grounded movies, like The Professional mm-hmm. or Lefem Nikita, where the, the pain yeah. feel, the pain feels real, yeah. and, it's, and it's shot in a way that feels intimate, right, mm-hmm. where where you're like there with the person being killed or whatever in it, mm-hmm. there, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a thought to like cut away, McTiernan's another guy like this, of course, obviously, um, as far as action people go or martin campbell like these you know these action guys that do this thing and don't like shy away from stuff right and there's always the unsung heroes craig r baxley who explosions he makes three in a row and he's the best at explosions harlan i have second but craig r baxley came in did it like i i called them a trilogy but three movies dropped the mic and left like it was action uh, jackson action jackson (laughs) stone cold and uh dolph lundgren um dark angel or i come in peace whatever title you prefer that's been kicking movie history mm-hmm. this and, is such and, a dick move where he's throwing all the parachutes out the back of the plane. <laughs> like, that's so nobody you know craig baxley was the stunt coordinator on the warriors Three oh, scenes. oh really? it makes sense wow. yeah wonderful fight scenes yes they are good fight scenes well walter hill is a good one too as far as kind of grounded mm-hmm. action goes oh yeah i mean just he's full quadrant grounded action yeah. script writing good dialogue characters He and Carpenter would be like good friends, but they'd probably both be grumpy at each other. Oh. <laughs> they probably they wouldn't get along because they're too alike. That's well, it's funny. Well, he, well, Carpenter was buddies with O'Bannon, who O'Bannon hated Hill and exactly, exactly. Alien, so, so. Like... which we don't give Walter Hill enough credit about Alien because no. uh, O'Bannon's script isn't that good. Um, <laughs> so um, they added a lot to. So we're at the the climactic battle between Oldman and Ford. It's funny how this occupies like this the just a portion of the film. Like they're in a scene together, and then it becomes the action between them. Like and that's mm-hmm. and there's still what like how much minute? There's still movie left, right? There, yeah, there's like thirty minutes left of this movie. <laughs> like, What's it say about this administration <laughs> that the president doesn't trust them on the ground to negotiate him out and goes and people are murdered? He's attacking foreign ambassadors so he wraps the thing around him this is so good like as far as like a fun death scene goes for gary oldman who's had many death scenes there we go 
get off my plane. <laughs> yes. I love the music. Everything tones down. Yeah, everything stops. Crank and you get this wonderful. Yep. And here's my background coming in. Good get up too. The music kicks back in. Mm -hmm. And then you get, I think the Russian score comes in here too. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> it's broken neck body falling down. At least the plane's not going to land on him. Yeah, but the body they, they, turn, body. they, they should turn it around. Huh. Just to hit him. Yeah. <laughs> like they do an eraser. They turn the plane yeah. down. I mean, Con Air, Malkovich's death. Like, you got to match that. Yeah. I mean, he just got the most epic one liner he could have had out of him right there. I'm sure there was like a lot of high fives that they wrote that in the script, too. At this point, Harris of Earl's like, get off my plane. He's the president. He's on his plane. That's mm -hmm. right. Good job. This guy has that diehard two plot of like oh, for we're sure. doing this to negotiate yeah, this sure. guy it, out it's of exactly here. Exactly right? like yeah. like, like the like hero. Yeah. Right. In the same part as uh, you're gonna proc now playing here. Yeah. Except he doesn't get very far. <laughs> no. <laughs> like in the diehard two, he makes it all the way to the damn to the terrorists and gets <laughs> yeah, on the plane. They're, almost, the they're plane. basically gone until McLean gets in the way. This guy gets shot before he even gets out of prison. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Diehard too. The biggest star globally is Nero and Franco Nero in that movie, and it's just like, whatever, you know. Like, it's just insane to think about. Like, he was such a huge star everywhere but America. That's why they had to surround him with box office dynamos like William Sadler <laughs> and um, and um, Good Times. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Right. Um, what's his name? McDowley. Um, oh, you mean uh, like Wazamo, <laughs> like Robert Patrick. Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> Can I use your bathroom? No, you can't. John Amos, <laughs> John Amos, thank you. Yeah, John, John John Amos. Amos. I'm, like I'm like Sean Austin. No, it's John Amos, the, the beast, the beast master's beast John master. Amos. The beast, yeah, takes ass on the beast master. We're short, and yes, in Uncut Gems, it's one of my favorite cameos of all time. John Amos, it's it's oh, yeah, <laughs> no, you can't in the bathroom. Uh, Come on, action, Macy, uh, no. fly the plane. shuts the door. <laughs> 25 years i do like this i do like there's like time left after they eliminate the terrorist plot and it's like oh yeah cassandra berkeley's still like the bad guy yeah, there's but... almost like 20 minutes left and we have to it. and we have to also land the plane <laughs> yeah do you think this is harrison scroll the credits to... it's crazy is this is fu to kurt russell for executive decision like i'm landing i'm a 747 but this one's air force one well to be fair kurt russell lands his plane <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah with holly berry yeah, as a, as a co-pilot. Executive decision where Kurt Russell's like, sorry, Steven, there's only room for one of us. <laughs> you will. Shut the door. That's yeah. That got me. I'm, that that should, I, Great straw work right, in that movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great straw work. Great um, great uh, neck brace plat work in that yep. movie. And you know what I like, or, too? No, sorry, is... neck, neck break uh, Joe Morton. Uh, Platt's just sweating <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah. You have th yeah, three people in that movie, like uh, Fish Out of Water, Kurt Russell, Platt, Holly Berry, like, it's kind of interesting that film. Uh, the old JT Walsh up in there also. So. Oh yeah, mm. and he's in so it's so it's obvious. So it's obviously a '90s movie. <laughs> yeah. JT just had a birthday recently, right? He's so good in Breakdown. Or, right. No, no, it was nope. Oh, well, he, I mean, posthumous birthday. Yeah, but um, yeah. No, I don't think it was him. It's the other guy that looked McGill. Bruce Everett McGill. Bruce Bruce, Bruce McGill. McGill. Bruce McGill. Sorry. He's yeah, Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill. Yeah, he's like a JT Walsh type. Yeah, but he's also yeah. great. Yeah, the yes. uh, fr friends of the show about the Battleship Retention podcast and their awards every year. They have the um, 
the Bruce McGill in the Insider best fifteen. Wipe that smile off your face. Yeah, the the Bruce McGill Award for best like fifteen minute appearance in a movie. That's that's one of their awards every year. Oh, okay. For like something that comes Animal House, playing the guy who plays drums on his throat or whatever he's doing in that scene. Oh well, I'm giving that to Michael Pena for Moonfall so far this year. He, he's in it more he's in he's like oh. co-star of that movie like he got it has to be like someone that just has like a bit one big scene basically oh and also uh baxley he directed storm of the century I oh love... that's right yeah yep yep yeah, oh, really what i want and i'll go away that thing messed me up in 99 he did rose red and kingdom hospital king loves yep. him rose red <laughs> i remember when that was a thing i'd do a video for stephen king tv adaptations that's why baxley was so familiar you know another reason why this movie is a hit there's jets. People like jets. I'm starting to realize <laughs> this. That's like uh, it, it really look at how true lies. I think people just generally enjoy seeing jets and stuff in movies. Show me some jets, and I'm a happy man. Yeah, because it's like so. it's like a visceral thing to see like a jet in the air. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a cool thing that you don't get often in movies. Give me tickets to the air show. <laughs> Independence Day. This. Yeah, I was talking about this with with Anna, my lovely girlfriend, who always knew the Top Gun was going to be the biggest hit that it was, and all of us are dumb by comparison. Um, and, and, and you know, jet people don't like the same with dinosaurs. Jets aren't featured all that often, so when you get a movie that has jets in it, I think, I think people well, respond. Well, uh, West Side was... Story this past year, yeah, but the, the problem there is they're young, so when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, <laughs> but you have to grow up to be a jet. You can't all just right. say jet. And like obviously stealth, you know, is a modern classic. I mean, we don't talk about that too much. It was too, it was too yeah. good. That was the problem. But um, for the most part, though, when you have like you know, Independence Day, is a movie that has aliens and jets. Like when do you see that together? Right. <laughs> yeah. The Silent Earth had jets. What about the football jets? Have they ever been in a movie? Uh, they... Yeah, the the one with the uh, Wahlberg or that's the Eagles. Yeah, green uniforms. <laughs> Joe Namath, who was a Jet, w- starred in movies. Yeah, there it is. So there you go. And the Boz played against them, probably. There you you go. Stone Cold there. Stone Cold, there you go. Oh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> Come on, Action Macy, shoot him down. Oh, no. Surely, like, a, a Sandler movie mentions the Jets at some point, right? <laughs> Even though he's a basketball guy, he has to like mention football at some point in his career. What about the fan? No, because no, that's, that's the Giants. That's, that's San Francisco. About, it's the Giants what, the whole time. What about Big Fan with Pat Oswalt? No, he's that's the Eagles. He's specifically, oh no, the it's the Giants. That's Giants, the New York yeah, Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gi- well, I think it's the Giants and Eagles. It's, yeah, uh, that's, the, that's that's the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who is it in uh, Silver Linings Playbook? Who really? That's the Eagles. That was Philly. Philly, Philly, right? that was Philly. Yeah. Philly. It's all Philly. Gosh, Philadelphia always Philadelphia, the football team. Yeah, football. You'd think it'd be the Cowboys or something, but it's always you Philadelphia. Well, you set more movies in the. Because it, it, yeah. Anyway, oh, this, look at that, that sacrifice. Just destroyed. <laughs> that looks like a model. Whoa. I mean, it's a mix, obviously, of things going on here. But like one of those things looks like a model. And yeah, it is wild. Ooh. He was like still getting like action yeah. sequences in this movie with that stuff. Jet going on with action jets sequence. versus a 747. Boom. Oh, it's... that's a good wow. Look at that explosion. Yeah. Fuselage coming at you and everything. Put this that's in... Harlan-esque. Let's re-release this in 3D, guys. All the MIGs are down. <laughs> it's like, well, you already killed Gary Oldman. How do we keep having action sequences? Mm-hmm. What if like MIGs come after him at some point? 
Wait, Sam Jones was played for the Jets, and he was in Flash Gordon. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that feels like a big 90s sort of uh, trope, too, is a movie where there's a lot of scenes of military brass standing around in a big room, like, watching the screen. And- <laughs> That's true. Well, <laughs> oh, for sure. And yeah. I honestly, I mean, you know, I, I think Apollo 13 is a film that, like, perfected that as far as, like, how do we, oh, how do yeah. we make, you know, control room scenes interesting? Yeah, uh, and I, that's a you know, there's other movies before, like you know, like people Morgan, making whatever, decisions, but, but slap somebody in a vest. But there's like ways to make that tension work, and I, yeah, I do think like after that you had more of that because you know you, you have Ed Harris in a room the whole time and he gets an Academy Award nominations. Like obviously we have to keep making control room scenes that are tense. Maybe because yeah. after Doctor or not Doctor uh, after Doctor Strangelove, uh, people were afraid <laughs> to make them. <laughs> oh, there's an action president. Peter there's Sellers no fighting in the war room. Peter Sellers is an action president, right? He stops a pie fight. He's right. A, he negotiates with the Russians. Can you turn the music down? <laughs> you know what I love about Apollo 13? It's just competent people being oh, yeah. competent. Like that's it's yeah. it's just the rare movie. Oh yeah. That that that's still that's my favorite Howard movie. I, I think Apollo 13 yeah. is just no, ex- that's, excellent yeah, that's, through, excellent yep. through and through. And then Inferno after that. Oh uh, yeah, Inferno. Yeah. It's a it, oh. <laughs> that's action hanks there you go action I, lost my, soul. Oh my God, I yeah. lost my soul watching those movies i don't it, it left me i watched it or there's three <laughs> even hanks has to wonder that too it's sometimes like and a tv how, series now well people are like hey do you ever want to revisit you know uh what's his fucking name uh langdon for a fourth time i made three of those like <laughs> I want Bill Paxton as a president now, or like in, in the '90s president. He could have done it. He could have done it. Yeah, Jan DeBont. I thought Jan DeBont directed this at first. Sorry to interrupt, but for some, I, I totally forgot about Wolfgang Peterson. I thought this was Jan DeBont jam. I mean, I was kind of surprised when it was. This is speed. Right. This is speed. Two years. Like he was already living the dream. But um, you know, you're the foe leeching himself. European directors doing their thing. Verhoeven. Verhoeven, yeah. Although Peters and Verhoeven were like always directors, where Jan DeBont's like, I'm stepping up from the cinematography game, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the cinematography game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was doing that? Like, he's, that's why he's not making movies, just like being DP on like commercials. It's like, ah, oh, this is my passion. Yeah, get it. <laughs> I did a Sprite commercial the other day. It took 10 years off my life. It felt great. Still make Sprite commercials? You fucking mad. They do. They shoot them like great. <laughs> LeBron James is in three of mine. Did we get past all of the Philip Baker Hall scenes? Did we talk over those? Yeah, we must have yeah. because he has a whole thing where, like, what's it? The the chief of staff or secretary of state's challenging Glenn Close for who gets to like be in control, and Glenn Close is like, "Get the fuck away!" I'm the vice president, and Philip Baker Hall has to come be like, uh, "He's like, well, yeah. in certain scenarios, secretary of staff, but in this clause right here, actually, the VP is the one that's supposed to be in charge." He became the go-to guy for that, like coming in and bringing some arcane you know like yeah. in zodiac where he talks about this the handwriting is he um what's his face at the end of uh psycho also doesn't he come in and explain norman bates? of course norman bates he's been dead for whatever she's been dead since buried up in graveview cemeteries <laughs> let me he's tell you all something okay, robert forster is, the, is <laughs> that's the, right yeah he's the yeah. Ju- yeah got it okay yeah yeah forster's great too delivering that <laughs> no explanation doesn't work in any other movie but psycho well he's really good and you alligator, get good, by the way he is yeah yeah oh yeah alligator rules it's it, it, the beginning of his hair jokes um yeah, forster is amazing also cool r.i.p also cool plane exchange sequences oh yeah, yeah. cliffhanger the, oh yeah the, this movie 
Executive decision. Executive right? decision. Or, yeah, like playing Dark Knight Rises. Dark, Dark Knight cool Rises. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is that? Yeah. It rips from um, License to Kill. Right? License, License to Kill. To yeah, kill. yeah. License to Kill does something similar. Yeah. yeah. Because no Operation one, Dumbo. Because no one copied every Bond movie for what for Dark Knight Rises. World's not enough of License to Kill. The two, yep. the two best ones. Uh, yeah, plane exchange stuff, right? Because that's got that's like tension inherent. You have two things in the air flying, and you have to attach them somehow. That's like, a, oh, that's tricky. Or refuel it. Is that what we Yeah, there's it? always the refueling. The refueling, yeah. of course, yeah. Because they go, some idiot in the audience is going to say, hey, we're going to run out of fuel, so we have to add. <laughs> we can't suspend our disbelief because we're watching a movie. We have to add a fueling scene for that guy. That was a pretty fun look. That that seemed effective enough from a visual effects standpoint. It's like you got a guy flying through the air, essentially, on a, on a rope. You've been shot. You ready to go on a zip line? <laughs> yeah. I, I I always feel for like of the moments I feel for you know like there's the person there's the hostage gets shot but there's also the um, when William H Macy's like it was you and then he shoots him mm. in the stomach and it's like oh, oh yeah. they killed Mil- like Macy got all through this movie then he dies at the end. Now did someone pitch and I'm sure they did the idea that Gary Oldman is still alive clinging to the bottom of the plane crawls in and fights Arsene for one more time. I mean he broke oh. his fucking neck and let, like they they made it. I'm just saying. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are stages. Twenty of this, minutes ago he died. Now it's I'm weird. Sure I'm sure there are stages of the script where he survives all the way up to this moment. I, I don't deny that because I do think the mole thing was that was re reconjigured throughout. I think the pro- I think that's part of what the script doctoring was. Like how do we make the mole thing work? For this movie with Xander Berkeley, there's a old man on the wing. I'm telling you, <laughs> crawls back in <laughs> when Harrison Ford is the last one on the plane, and they have another uh, fight. Yeah, I'm sure there's a then version Harrison of that where throw him into the engine, you can throw him into the jet engine, and completely obliterate him. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy looks like it could be Duchovny. The extra, the extra guy that's that's um, helping escort the people up. Has this ever happened in real life at all, even close? People changing? Probably not to life? this. Probably not to this scale. But I wouldn't be surprised if like smaller planes had to deal with something like this for some random no, reason. It's pretty far fetched. I mean, like, because the other guys in the planes are wearing oxygen masks. So how much? How can you even breathe? They're so far up there. You got the door open. I mean, if it's purely screen reader creation, like, good on them for finding this idea because it's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I mean the, the basic logic of it, you know, to hook up a line to another thing, like I don't moving things. Oh man, I'd be the one where it breaks and I fall into the bottom. But I mean, for those, I mean, they did do not this specifically, but like Dark Knight, right? Like they used real planes to do stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Did I was wondering whether it actually happened. I'm Do saying we... I, I I would say probably not to this extent, not, not to specifically, oh, no! but like not to like <laughs> probably not with like 747s. But I imagine there's probably some crazy scenario where they just need to do this on smaller planes. Once here it is, it was you, it, two Zender, <laughs> two Zender, and, and Macy gives good death here too. Oh yeah, because it's really sad. It's like damn, <laughs> just gunshot yeah, him. Yeah, great hair oh, lighting God, during that yeah. death too. Was... Well, Macy's got he's he's rocking like the the bright brown reddish kind of hair, so he looks good throughout this movie. <laughs> Xander Berkeley looks evil. So will the next he's... president. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no next president. I like Ber- I like Berkeley's plan. Berkeley's plan is like I'll just kill the president, then I'll go across. And be like there was just he just said I should go. There was no time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he shot himself right after. Oh, just he couldn't take it. Like a nice hammer fist. 
I like how they don't even give Berkeley a chance to like land a blow. It's just like, no, this guy's taken down immediately because fuck him. Ford can't beat up Xander Berkeley in a movie. He just tackled all these Russians, and this is the guy that's gonna hold him back. It's like watching it's like watching Girl with the Dragon Tattoo beat up Keanu Reeves and John Wick. It's like, wait, what? He's he's getting some hits on right. Right. Here's the go. Here we go. Here's the effect. Yeah, this one is a little shakier. Oh, he's is that, is that a real plane? Back. It looks like one. <laughs> he really crashed it into the water. Oh, there wow. it is. Where they do the oh, yeah. oh. Ford should have gone down with the ship. I like how it takes the speed approach where it's like we know people want to see the plane blow up, so we'll give it to them. He gets a pretty bad death, man. He had to die by himself in a prank crash. There's Phil, there's Philip Baker Hall. It seems like he could have jumped off. Maybe we'll be back in the yeah, at that point. What's he got to live for? But well, that was the look he was giving when he's like on the side. It's like, uh, I'm so, I so regret my choices. I regret my choices. I've been punched by the president. I'm just going down with shit. He's still going to jump. At least get lower and let him foot ski. He could have jumped. He could have jumped off, oh my right? God. Then he just hangs on a wing. <laughs> foot ski. Da, 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 That'd be amazing. Da, 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 da. American shoes peel There needs to be a shot off. of somebody looking at like the side window of the plane, be like, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> Double take. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bird flying by. It's a pigeon gag. What? I voted for the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we got him. Everybody cheers. Papers. People Yay, are taking photos at that moment. Shot everyone bursts in applause. There's still cameras in the back that are being blocked by people. Paparazzi gives a great shot of shoulders. Tonight on <laughs> tonight on Newsmax. Tragedy on Air Force One. <laughs> President survives. <laughs> Loyal aides murdered. <laughs> In favor of this guy. Let me just destroy this. What is that like the um enact the 22nd Amendment or whatever they're gonna yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. 25th Amendment. Yeah, double thumbs up. All oh, right. Man, Stockwell like whoever president, yeah. yeah, I can't believe we considered even not being president for a second. Do you uh, guys think you could give somebody a double thumbs up and look normal? I've done it. Um, like, <laughs> I can't even keep a. St- I, that's you not my do face. Like this. Oh, see, you like you even do a face then. I do. I can't give a normal two thumbs up. <laughs> I can't, and I can't like do one of these gun things at people without looking weird. When you do them down, you have to. It's yeah, easier to do went, down is easy because negative comes easier to people. It's just sad. it just it yeah, goes whip. Sure. You go. Mm. <laughs> my face pulled down when I yeah, put my thumbs down. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, the president never steps foot on U.S. soil in this movie. No. Hmm. By the way, Later. did we mention Rush Later. with Ron Howard? That one's really good. Oh, Rush is great. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it, it's they just, just went it's, over a ton of water. Yeah. So are all those people who parachuted? They're they're <laughs> rescued. They got rescued. Sharks and stuff and three, islands. Three of them are in a life of pie situation. One of them's in a <laughs> Titanic situation. There's a blue lagoon situation going on. Yeah, there's, a, there's a Lord of the Flies situation. There's an alive situation because yeah, someone landed over a little mountain. Yeah, one of them went out with the with the um, the <laughs> with um, volleyball force one. Uh, so they have Twitch like, army uh, night man. Yeah, yeah. There's a farting corpse. <laughs> the, the farting corpse of Gary Oldman being used by one of the past. <laughs> like a jet ski. Jurassic Park three going on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's um there's a, a Titanic guy who hit part of the plane and just spun all the way down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got lost going on over in this place. It's great. Yeah. Smoke Where monsters. Are we? I, I'm, I'm, I was hoping Ray Liotta would pop up as this character from Turbulence. Turbulence things extra gnarly. It's uh, who's the other one? Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Yeah. Lauren she Holly. has a line where she's talking to like 
airport or uh, the airport command what is it the um tower air air traffic control just like um she's just like something like like uh fuck the landing and fuck you as she tries to like <laughs> land this plane <laughs> or because I, I read because that's that's 97 also i think i read 98 97 96 97 97 it's 96 because yeah. 96 is unforgivable uh unforgettable um but I rented that movie watching with my dad. It was one of those rare, like, it's a really strong F-bomb that I just heard in this movie. Ah. <laughs> oh, Tom West was the best boy group on this one. This movie was a hit. 85 budget, 315 worldwide. Made money. Ford does it again. It um, was nominated for a couple Oscars, Best Sound and Best Film Editing. The only non-Best Picture nominee for Best Film Editing that year. The people have voted, and Air Force One is your number one movie. Not, I mean, close, <laughs> close won her Blockbuster Entertainment Award, but uh, Ford and Gary Oldman were nominated. And Best Fight MTV best, Movie Best Awards. Fight and Best Villain nominees for MTV Movie Awards, of course. Presented Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how shocked he would have been? Like he's just sitting there on a Saturday morning, like I was nominated for an MTV Movie Award. But they used to be cool back in the day. That's how I learned about like Virgin Suicides and Rushmore and yeah, Wes they, Anderson they did and Guy Ritchie. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, they, yeah, they were it. plugged into the indie scene of, of stuff rather yeah. than, you know, going where people weren't. And yeah, then they just went for, I, I, you know, they promoted the all temples all the time stuff. This is um, one of the, yeah, because especially because like early like when uh, Transformers was coming out and it hadn't even come out yet, but they're doing the MTV Movie Awards and they already gave it an award just for being like the most anticipated blockbusters. Like, oh, Viacom, <laughs> which owns Paramount and MTV, happened to give Transformers an award. Hmm, that's, that's fun. It's like, oh, look, what's that trophy for? Is it, did you guys win an award for your movie? No, we won an award because people wanted to see our movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we won it for. Um, yeah. Air, Air Force One has been uh, one of the, more released movies it's been on like every format laser disc vhs dvd blu-ray 4k certainly has its audience as far as people that want to buy this movie and you know play it right down the middle yeah who doesn't want to see this movie once because it's a know? standard action and it's usually packaged within in, uh, in the line of fire as well yep two action thrillers since you guys are in the know is there a deep blue sea 4k planned not right not now. as of yet nope. all right Warner Brothers is a little more. It'll get there. I, I think I'm pretty sure that one. Will just get getting to yeah. The Warner Brothers is a little more stingy with their like, red like what retro 4K releases. Yeah, very much. But they also make a big deal out of it. Like when Blade was coming out, they're like, "Look, we got Blade. Or, Look, yeah. we got Edge of Tomorrow. Look, we got uh, Godzilla 2014." Like, I mean, yeah. I I could see like a, a Shout Factory taking on Deep Factor, Factor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But would yeah. they go 4K? I guess they would. Yeah. Try to. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. People are still talking about. It. I mean. Well, yeah, it's got. Yeah, I mean, it's Popular got. Movie. It's it 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 took a while, but the direct video sequels started coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The third one's good. Third one is good. Second. Also, one's thanks good. for that. Uh, I had the soundtrack. Oh yeah, so had good. a new LL Cool J track on Deepest it. Bluest. Yep. I had it like a shark's fin. Exactly. Yep. Right? <laughs> Thank you. <Yancy. laughs> I remember that. Haven't thought of that in a while. LL survived Michael Myers and. Sharks. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's a real Lance Hendrickson, that LL Cool J. And I assume all the naval crime in LA. Yeah. <laughs> he had not... a good run there. At the end of the 90s and early 2000s, he was having Yeah, Mine Hunters, SWAT. Yeah. I liked. Yeah. Uh, either you hit the SWAT or you're not. 
in too deep with uh, Omar Epps. That movie was Omar Epps and Some Forty One. They were they were great together. Do you want to hear something dumb? Uh, in '99, he was in In Too Deep, and he played a character named God. He was also yep. in Any Given Sunday, and he was on The Sharks. And then he was also in '99 in Deep Blue Sea, where he played a preacher battling <laughs> sharks. So that's like that's a good yeah. in, Any Given yeah. Sunday, In Too Deep, Deep Blue Sea. They all come together. Perfect. We should do more LL movies. What does Rush Limbaugh think of SWAT's of been on our list for the longest time? <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> We're reaching the end of our Air Force One commentary here because the movie's about to be finished. Uh, what's in August? What do we got coming in August? Um, Let's celebrate Event Horizon 25th anniversary. We've done that <laughs> again. <laughs> to a second, to a second, Event Horizon retrospective commentary. commentary. Yeah. Oh, we'll be celebrating Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> uh, let's see the full Monty, um, Steel with Shaq. Steel. Oh my gosh, that one's hilarious. GI Jane, Mimic. Um, oh, Mimic. Excess baggage. How to be a player? Uh, I feel like we haven't done Jam's Mimic. How to be a player. We didn't do Mimic. We haven't done Copland. That seems like a cult cinema cavalcade episode of anything. If you were to do Mimic, Mimic? So, yeah. that show is never coming back, Aaron. I'm just saying if I'm just saying <laughs> if it had been done of the shows between all. Oh, of us, oh yeah. That seems like it would have been for that. <laughs> gotcha. Between the three of us that have podcasts, that seems like the one that would have done. I can see movies, flicks, and films doing a Mimic episode. Of the, we can do that. Brandon and I will guess the movies, flicks, and films. We'll talk about Mimic. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. I, I, there's so much to talk about. I've listened to all the commentaries on that. Charles S. Dutton sacrificing himself again. Mm -hmm. That Legion, Alien 3. We can celebrate the anniversary of Excess Baggage with Alicia Silverstone and Benicio Del Toro, Christopher Walken. Great road trip movie. Free Willy 3, The Rescue. Uh, Or uh, Call the Conqueror with uh, Russia's favorite, Kevin Sorbo. Harvey Firestein. Yes. Well, we can we can look beyond 1997 oh, I guess, for our August commentary track, but we'll see. Or if we want to go, fire down below came. Oh, not in August. Sorry, that'd be September. That's for September preview, guys. I, Teasers. I mean, he saves the um the uh the Alaskan. Forest. Yeah, he saves the forest. Yeah. yeah. We it, already it. did our Under Siege two episode at some somewhere somewhere that exists. Um, what did, did we? Do we? No, some podcast I did has that because I definitely talked about Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. I covered the final fight on that. I love final fights in Seagal films because he just shellacks people. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's, he's fighting that one guy with the leather jacket and gray hair. Eric Bogosian, isn't he fighting Eric Bogosian? No, he doesn't fight him. He just she just shoots Eric Bogosian and then, and then chops his fingers off. The yeah, we didn't do door. it. We did not he do fights it. Everett McGill in that one. Everett McGill is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, not Bruce McGill. Uh, and then he, out, then he outruns a train collision. <laughs> it's probably oh, the best movie. That movie rocks. I, I, yeah. I legit really like Under Siege. Yeah, I think it's Seagal's best movie. I right? think it's a. Probably. I think it's a really solid action movie. Die Hard in the Train. Fight. Good. All he right. leaves the train, comes back to the train. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah with uh, and uh, what's his name? Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut's the the the, the wacky sidekick. <laughs> and yeah. Heigl, Heigl's the his cousin. Mm-hmm. Right? her. My father, the hero, Bride of oh, Chucky. Heigl's yeah, Heigl's his his niece. That's in the movie. That's that, that's how Seagal says who she's my niece. He like gets his eyes really crinkled. Uh, yeah, niece Ryback. Ryback. Uh, the chef. Um, okay, that's the end of our Air Force One commentary. Uh, not starring John Malkovich. 
uh let's go over where people can find everybody online yancey anything you want to plug you know milky way blues one of these days yancey jack on facebook twitter and this uh show once in a while great uh mark hoffmeyer where can people find more of you online yeah, there's movies, films, and flicks, movies, films, and FLX, and then Conair, the podcast, and then Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, occasionally. So, yeah. My wife is fascinated by this Conair podcast. She wants to listen to it. She didn't think it was real, but now I'm on the show with you. I'm going to tell her to tune in. She'll, she'll listen to every episode. Uh, we got more. Ep- we got a. Uh, so, we're right now, we're just on Spreaker, but we're expanding right now. So, I guess by the time everyone listens to this, it'll pretty much be wherever you can find podcasts. Fantastic. But be warned, we do a lot of riffing. So, it's like 15 minutes movie of the movie and then it's like talking about infinite jest and tennis you'd have to i mean i don't know how you could talk about kind of that that long 40 episodes that's amazing that's great Hmm. brandon peters where can people find more of you online uh the brandon peters show.com uh still going with not here today scott mendelson on summer of 82 at 40 as we wind through july into the final month of august so uh that's Anywhere podcasts are found, and you can follow me on social media at Brandon4KUHD. There, you can find everything I do on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. I write for Wheel of Entertainment for movie reviews, Why So Blue for Blu ray and Criterion reviews. I am on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. This podcast out now with Aaron and Abe, you can find anywhere you can find podcasts, but please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, and our show is available on Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, variations of out now underscore podcast. I want to thank Brandon, Mark, and Yancey for joining me for this Air Force One commentary. Action Macy. Yeah. This was awesome. I had a wonderful time with you guys. Good. And uh, we'll be back next month with whatever we come up with to do a commentary next for. But that's it for now. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Rush, want to take us out? <laughs> ah. Obama! <laughs> Obama! Or-